This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Well, what is up, boys and girls? Sorry, a little late today. We got on a little bit of a messy thing this morning. We're yeah. all right. We're on. We're rolling. We're BVB. Good. We're here. You guys are live on Twitter and live on YouTube. Buckle up. Yeah. Because one Mr. Scott Farrell is coming on in 12 minutes. Man, oh man. We better get ready. <laughs> I told the brigade today in the Discord channel, and the best line I heard was, well, don't need my coffee. I'm all good. <laughs> you will not. <laughs> You will not. I was like, okay, this is good stuff. So, all right. So we've got a lot to get to on the show. The first thing we have to get to is what, what are you trying to be Matt Patricia? What are you doing with that in your ear? Oh, sorry. This is what I always do. Sorry. (laughs) I didn't realize it. That was not even intentional. It's been a morning. We've been running around trying to do a variety of different things, writing things down and doing everything else. So that that is not a uh, intentional act on my part. Although Matt Patricia has been vilified by Patriot fans, inappropriately vilified. He's been doing well with the offense. I've actually been a fan of the offense wow. over the last couple of weeks for the Patriots. Yeah, the offensive line stinks. I mean, that's partly his fault, I guess, but it's, you know, here we are. All right, we got to get to this fast because I want to talk baseball before we get into yes. with Scotty because Scott, who knows where he's going to go this morning. He could, <laughs> he could be anywhere. Was McCullers tipping his pitches no. last night? No. No. Interesting. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, there's a couple really good sites that I watch for baseball stuff. Mm-hmm. They slowed down the motion for all four of McCullers' pitches. There may have been one that one pitch that was a That's little bit funny. Different. I, I watched a video that showed different hand placement and different leg placement. The different his- leg placement I saw, okay. but um, the hand placement was minor. And I don't think it was every time, but it might have been. Listen, he don't throw fastballs. They went up looking for the breaking ball, and they knew it was coming. Boom, got that. I mean, I don't know what that pitch was. That was just, it missed. It missed middle in. That's where you can't miss with him. And he hit it over. But but Harper went up there looking. Harper hunts curveballs. So he knew that was coming. He destroyed that ball. Schwarber's was the most impressive because it was a changeup, was an off-speed pitch, and he hit it 480-something feet to straightaway center. On his knee. I mean, How does he do that? I don't know. His first swing, it was funny. And like the second, second pitch of that at bat, he swung so hard that I was like, either he knows what's coming or he is just trying to hit anything anywhere out of the damn ballpark. And then like three oh, pitches later, he caught it. And I was like, man alive. I was like, they know what's coming. Like they are simply locked in or tipping. And then by the time the fifth home run went out, I was like, okay, either he's tipping pitches or like you're saying McCullers 
they knew what he was going to do. Do you think the extra day off, I made the joke about the day off saying they can go watch film on McCullers throwing the slider because he throws a slider about 45% of the time. Right. It's just, it's his pitch over and over again. Do you think they went and watched more film and just like, that's why they all went up there going, all right, he's not going to throw fastballs to us in this ballpark. It's going to be all off speed pitches. The approach is everything in hitting. And they had another day, like you said, to kind of get the approach or do whatever, but they went hunting that pitch. And I can't believe Dusty kept trucking him out there. Like that's where he's got the best bullpen in baseball. They're in the World Series. After the first time through the order, balls hit the New Jersey. <laughs> the place going crazy. You go, you know what, Lance? Shut it down. I'm going to go get somebody and keep it within reach. Were they punting on the game? After, was it 6 nothing? Whatever the ones that when it went. Uh, seven. When, well, it was the final, but like. The right. But whatever it seven. was at that point, it was like. Like when he came back out, I was like, oh my God, he's punting on the game. I said yeah. it out loud to the kids. Right. I'm like, yeah, because they kept going. <laughs> my daughters were like, Daddy, why is the guy not changing pitchers? Why is the Astros not changing pitchers? I'm like, I don't know. I'm running downstairs because I'm on the air and we're we're having <laughs> discussions through the game. They're texting me while I'm on the air going nice. nuts. I hear them downstairs going crazy for each home run. And when I went down for water, they're like, why is he not changing pitchers? You'd have, you'd have went and got me out. Like Kylie was like, you'd have taken me out after the third home run. I'm like, you're damn right I would have. I don't know why. Maybe the I second one. Maybe the second home run. I mean, it's – it's <laughs> well, After once the, you after get the through, score bomb, for sure, because then you know that was have it. it. Yeah, that you know it. your pitcher's off when a guy is literally hitting the ball that far on one knee because he knew what's, what was coming. Oh, And look, I said it, game three is – for the Phillies, that ballpark, you're not winning at that ballpark in a game three setting. You're not. They beat it with the Padres. They beat with the Astros. I don't care who you are. That is like playing at Yankee Stadium, Fenway Park. Back in the day. When you have a really good baseball team with a, a fan base that is so thirsty for anything like this to be in Dude. their grasps. God, forget it. I mean, just forget it. It, it is, you oh. aren't used to it. The, the, it. You don't see it in baseball very much. It's right. very targeted pockets, Boston, Philadelphia, New York, Chicago, where you're not winning that game. It, it doesn't really matter what you attempt to do. You're going to lose. And so that was, I, I, I was on the Phillies money line last night at plus one Oh five. I was on it in game three before the rain out at plus one fifteen. tonight is a, obviously a different story, but right. We don't have the graphics today because we're having some technical difficulties, but I want to ask you about this ticket though. $100 bet, same game parlay, Bryce Harper, Swarber, Hoskins, and Marsh. Marsh. All to go, all to go deep. Marsh, who hit sub 200 in the postseason, Marsh to go deep was a hundred. The, the better put a hundred dollars down on it, put a hundred down, a hundred on it, won a hundred thousand dollars. I can't believe he threw Marsh in there. That's a dream, right? That is a dream ticket for last night. Marsh bats ninth. He's maybe <laughs> going to get three at-bats. <laughs> You're betting on not only the other three guys that hit it, you threw Marsh in there for 100 I mean, people have done worse things with $100. Of course. You sent me that ticket in the, in the thing this morning, an email. <laughs> I clicked it. I was like, he threw Marsh in there? <laughs> like Harper and Schwarber, okay. Yeah, right. Hoskins even. like Hoskins. Okay. 
is yeah. gonna he's hitting at the top of the order. He's gonna yeah. get multiple shots and he can run into one. He has. Yeah. You threw Marsh in there. <laughs> you got paid. That's fantastic. The guy won a hundred thousand. I thought he should have won a half a million. And the and the Marsh home run was like <laughs> Oh, it was a wall scraper. Oh, it just kid, went over. The kid who had the glove who dropped the ball, like he was like almost too far. He was just a little bit perfect. So he, the ball hit and fell over. So he clearly was over the fence. But yeah, that one moment of like, ooh, did he reach over? Was that interference? Is this a double or is this a home run? And it was a home run. It's like, man, alive. And in those types of games in the playoffs, it becomes a waterfall where literally yep. in every inning you expect a home run. So when the right. Phillies come back up, everyone's standing up going, okay, who's going deep next? And then that game stayed under last night. I was just going to ask you. I was going to ask you. So my question back to you is <laughs> the chances of Marsh hitting the home run combined with the other three, okay, it's a, it's unbelievable. What are the damn chances the game stays under seven and a half? There was five home runs hit in the game. And it tied a record for the most home runs hit in a World Series and the game stays under. Ever. Tied a record for most home runs hit in a World Series game ever and stays under. Are you kidding me? You're running right. If you were on the under last night, you're running right. If you were on the over last night, it's just you got to just go go for a walk because you just, you know, you're, you're ice. Like that game should have flown over. If the Astros do anything offensively, they get one run. I mean, the way that bullpen goes for the Phillies, you're like, all right, the bullpen, seven, eight, nine, they'll get one run. They'll get something. The story so far is obviously the Phillies and them hitting home runs and stuff, but the hidden story so far of the postseason is the Phillies run and them just making it alone. Who who took the Astros bullpen and put it in Phillies uniforms? Are you kidding me? Like this was the thing that was going to get them. It did get them all summer long. There were so many games that they had a lead and didn't hold it or win it because of the bullpen. The bullpen is winning them games right now. Cannot believe they continue to get outs. Suarez was tremendous yesterday. Not just good, tremendous. They hand this guy the ball. He looks like, I mean, it was cool there, so there was not really a lot of sweating. But my man looked as cool as could be. Comfortable. Outs, avoided two, two innings. He had to, you know, steer around some trouble. Castellanos makes a diving catch again to start the game. I mean, come on, a sliding catch. Mm. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's. it's, it's I told it's, you. I I, th- I thought it going into the postseason and looking at the way the Phillies were playing, I was like, they look like a team that, when they get hot, I mean, Bryce Harper's on on a different planet. We'll get to him in a second, if if not before Scott, after Scott, in terms of what he's doing right now. But it is interesting to look at tonight. And the Phillies being a dog again tonight. Well, it's moved to the favorite. They're moved to the favorite now. Already. They moved to the favorite. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. All I right. saw the rundown. It's minus 110. It's minus 115 already. There's no more books where the price on the Phillies okay. is less than the price on I get, the I'm a little trade. concerned about that steam being so heavy on the Philadelphia Phillies tonight. Right. Because you have a championship caliber team in the Astros and – you would think the pitching matchup favors them a little bit, just given the way that Nola pitched the first time the Astros saw him. Now that was in Houston, so different story, but he got hit hard, really hard. But yeah. they got to get, I mean, you know, they're, they're not, the, the other side for the Astros is not exactly going with Verlander tonight. So it's, I'm surprised the total is not higher than what it is. 
I am, but I'm not. Last night was eight. Why isn't tonight eight? It closed at seven and a half. It opened at eight. Listen, the money's coming under. It's seven and a half with, uh, I mean, half the books actually are seven. I already set you up for this because Westgate and Circa are seven. Seven. Minus 120 to the over. Yep. Everyone else is seven and a half to the under juiced. Right. So there's a big, I love this. This is, this is like a big discrepancy as to which, what the, what the books think is going to happen. I think the game's going over. I think, I think we're getting off. I mean, I thought it last night. I mean, I thought I was sitting good. It was a home run in the first inning. (laughs) Two run home runs. We're headed. I mean, like the in-game total was 10 and a half at one point. I was like, shit, I might, it might be time to bet the under. Right. You know, try to get a middle ball eight, nine, 10. We're good. Like, okay, it's time. And then it just stopped. And it went back to seven and a half. And I thought, like some guys used to come in the book all the time and say, oh, this is like stealing. I'm betting over seven and a half with four innings to go. Or the six, seven, it was in the sixth yep. inning. It went back to seven and a half. And I was like, man, this looks just too damn good to be true. Like, you, this is crazy. One more run, two more runs, stay seven. Ridiculous. The boys in the chat are excited for Scotty Farrell. They're making a number. For how many swear words he's going to say in not, his appearance? Not safe for work is what I keep on telling Listen, you. if you're at work listening to the show, if you're Click. at home watching the show, if you're in a coffee shop getting ready Headphones. for Scott Farrell, like, <laughs> listen, get in a quiet place because this guy's he's here. Farrah just said he's good. We're going to bring him on. He's a day off of a of a visit to a place oh, no. that I'm going to let him talk about oh, no. because listen, only he can describe it. Are we splitting wood again? Oh, <laughs> oh, Gotti Pharrell back on B. Look at this guy, clean shaven. The hair looks amazing. The lettuce is that a Philly shirt or an Alabama shirt? No, it's uh, uh no pain, no gain, baby. Uh, I think it says no pain, no power. <laughs> it's a Bama uh, Crimson shirt you got rolling today. No, I I don't roll with those freaks. <laughs> Believe me, you. Uh, my son, I tried to convince him to go to fucking Tennessee. Like, he's applied to all these schools, right? I'm like, how can you not want to go dive into all that pussy down in Knoxville? I mean, there is so much fucking pussy there. I go, honestly, if you go to that fucking school, you'll get laid the first day you're there. I mean, you'll have chlamydia by the weekend. <laughs> I mean, it is just pores everywhere. I love that place. Great education. Uh, but he, he said, uh, what about Alabama? I said, now you're talking about hillbillies. Now you're talking about fucking going real. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, now, hold listen, on. Scotty, I'm going to push back. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I, I, I'm pushing back here. You think that there's bigger hillbillies in Tuscaloosa than Knoxville, Tennessee? Here's why. Here's why. I have evidence. I went to Talladega. And I, I camped out at Talladega in the infield. I had a, a Ford Expedition, uh, Eddie Bauer, loaded, fully loaded leather, everything, stock. I mean, badass, like the dealer gave it to me in, in Atlanta when I was doing my show. So I bring all my friends. I bring a 34C, and I'm in, I'm in this infield, and we're doing, like, massive amounts of narcotics. And all I know is that um, my wife... Fucked me in the Eddie Bauer. It was 100 degrees outside. I got her inside with the air blowing on her ass, and she whacked me. I knocked her up 
at Talladega. Literally, when we went to the doctor, the guy said, uh, I said, what day? Like, uh, when, when when did this happen? He goes, I can pinpoint it exactly. And it was literally the day that I tapped her in the, the truck at Talladega. And he's like, you got pregnant this day. Nine months later, my son came out. So I knocked up my smoke show wife at Talladega. Now, the reason why I think there's more hillbillies there is because there was not one person there that had fucking teeth. Yes. And there was no one that didn't have like a goddamn gorilla back filled with hair. I mean, there, there was a you're, guy. You're not wrong, but that's not Alabama shit. people. That's Michigan people. No, there was Talladega still. Everyone drives down to Talladega from the Midwest. That's where they, no, that's a dirty no, little no, secret no. on 91. That's no, all. They, I saw a guy with a shave number two. In his back, he weighed about 410. He was yes. sweating. He smelled like shit. And then no one took a, a shower for three days. You couldn't even get near the True. fucking showers. It True. was a mud pit. It was like going to Woodstock 99 where everybody almost died. And it smelled like fucking oh. dank asshole when I was there. And there wasn't one hot chick. There were chicks with like fucking three tits. I mean, I couldn't even keep track of all the shit I saw. All right, hold on, hold like, on. So have you, now here's a question. Have you gone to Talladega? I mean, sorry, have you gone to Tuscaloosa yet? Have you gone there? I've been, I, now listen. If I you have haven't, we're going. If you haven't, we're, me, Dave, and you, we're going because I want to watch you on the campus of Alabama because if you think Tennessee's got good-looking Ooh. women, I'm telling you, Alabama, Ooh. I'm telling you, man. I know, I know. I've been there. I've been oh, there. I've, okay, I've been so, there. Then, listen, so then you know I've the difference. There. I've been there 10 times, but I was really high. I don't remember much of it, but I do know that when I was in that sea of orange, I, I had like a boner the whole time I was there. I was like, there are so many hot chicks here. I have a full wood the entire day. I was at the game at Neyland I had a full 18 wheeler rocking it. Like, and I, when I was in Alabama, I just hate them so much and I fucking don't root for them or, Bet on them. I, I got nothing but fucking hate for them. So I thought all the chicks uh, there were, you know, good looking, but I hated them all. I just thought they were cunts. So I was like, whatever, fuck off. My my buddy's daughter goes there, right? And I'm like, wow, you're a fucking oh. whore too. Oh. Man. I don't like you either. I go, oh. My best friend's daughter goes there. I'm like, you're a whore. And then her a brother went to uh to Florida State. And to me, that's like guzzling come like you know from your boy satan like going to florida state is like going to, to hell and and having sex with lucifer because i will never oh. pay for my kid to go to the florida devil. state I, he applied to florida state i almost beat him i almost beat him like i was like i'm a beach i'm gonna beat you oh, a rented mule i'm a fucking beach take that application back i want my money back I'm not sending my kids to fucking Tuscaloosa, Tallahassee, Hora, and all those. Hora, but at least, Hora, 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 Hora. I mean, honestly. Uh, and so listen to this. He applied, and I got a lot to talk about today, but let's just talk about what he you think? He applied to UCLA, USC, Berkeley, San Diego State. Now he's got it down. When you get some of that West Coast surf pussy, you're good to go. I mean, you are good to go. Who needs any of that East Coast, humid, fucking bank hillbilly ass, sweat ass, hairy back, stanko, when I can go tap some of that dental floss, bikini, copper tone smelling, fresh West Coast pussy? 
Honestly. Fuck. All right, so Hold on. I got Time out. Time out. You also applied, this, applied to Pitt. This wasn't and, on the rundown. What? This wasn't on the rundown. Hold on. Before you continue to dish on all these people in all these faraway places, can you explain oh. to the people what you were doing yesterday? No, because no, you were going to come on the show yesterday. I was just going to get to oh, Please tell us. Please tell the people. So today I went to uh, swim at like the first time since I went to have my pharelinoscopy. So every four years I have to go have my rectum checked because my sister had colon cancer and they cut about a five inch piece of meat out of her asshole and they gave her chemo radiation lost her hair everything she's a just crazy bitch she lived through all of it she survived my best friend got colon cancer he lost all his hair to cut out 10 inches of his colon he was on chemo and radiation, living in a hospital, like with wires hooked up to him for like seven months. And I'm like, I want no part of this. And my mom died of cancer. So my, I've had four, as you know, like on Stern, I was on Howard a lot. Uh, Howard had fissures and fistulas. I had fissures and fistulas. Thanks, grandpa. Thanks, dad, for that genetic pass me down of your alcoholism and your rectal problems. So I got fissures and fissures. What that is, in layman's terms, is it's like, you know, at the deli, when the guy cuts the meat and it slices into, you know, halves, he just keeps slicing off pieces of meat. Well, it, in, in terms of the Colorado and the little Colorado rivers, they break off into two rivers. You got the big Colorado and then you got the little Colorado. And in the Grand Canyon, it's two rivers and they split. So my asshole track splits into two rivers. So when I cable, I have shaved like deli meat, like ham sandwich deli meat, and my cables cut in half. And so when they come out into the toilet, I get two big streamers, like two like hot dogs. And so uh, the guy said, listen, you have ass problems. I had four ass surgeries. Howard loved this stuff because he had about two fistula surgeries. Anything to do with assholes and rectums and, you know, poop and farting, he loved. So I love it, too. It's funny. So I go in every year and I get my prostate exam from Dr. Garden. And he goes, how do you think the Steelers are going to do this year? Tire fist in my asshole, spinning my flower. And then yesterday I had the pharelinoscopy. And Dr. Galena, who I'm friends with, I've traveled with him. He's filthy rich. His wife's hot. I think my wife and her want to fuck. I don't know. I'm looking into it. But the guy always says to me, after he gets done putting a tennis can in my asshole, he always says when I wake up from the propofol, like, well, the Michael Jackson high, I'm coming out of the fucking deep sleep, and I'm fucking sideways, and my asshole hurts. He always goes... Now you know why I make more money than you. <laughs> Wake up, little boy. How's your asshole? <laughs> and so, uh, and then I put my clothes on and I always went, they all know me. I've been in there five times. I've had five of them. Let me tell you something. There's nothing. The, the, the pharelinoscopy is easy. That's Ooh. nothing. It's the day before. 6 p.m. I get off the air. I drink this Ooh. tube of, of shit. Oh, and I mean, within 45 minutes, I yeah. am fucking a fire hydrant, a spray yeah. ass diarrhea. I mean, yeah. spraying yeah. like like you were pissing at a 10 keg. 
behind a tree at a, at a party in the woods growing up in Pittsburgh. You'd be peeing like a horse, like, like you can't even control it. And, and then like, I shit like 25 times in 14 hours. Easy. I didn't oh. eat from Sunday oh. until oh. Tuesday at 9 a.m. Oh. So no food. Now, fuck you, no food. Okay? <laughs> fuck, fuck no food. Okay, fuck you. How do we break I don't fucking live without food ever. I eat everything I see. And when they tell me I can't eat for fucking 28 hours and I got to lay yes. on the side and have some guy fist me into his elbow, rub my asshole, and tell me how my ass is doing and I have small polyps. We're going to get those sent out for a biopsy. Make sure you don't have cancer. Cut out a couple of small polyps. I'm like, Jesus Christ, they drove a Peterbilt into my rectum. And then uh, the thing is, on, on, on Monday for Halloween, I got fucking little runs in my door, pounded on my door, my dog's attacking. And then fucking, they all want chocolate and big twigs and Reese's and Snickers. And they wanted all these kids. Meanwhile, there's none for me. I can't eat for fucking 28 hours. Oh, my, wife's like, my, wife, my wife goes, only Gatorade, lime and lemon, only water. You can do it. I'm, I'm fasting with you. I love you. I'm like, fuck off. I am done with this spray ass. I'm in there at three in the morning. I shit my pants in bed. I was in bed. I was sleeping. It was four in the morning and I felt a stream of spray ass going into my underwear. Shark City. I get up, I pull my pants down. Sure enough, I got Lake Louise in my underwear. I'm like, fuck me. And an hour later, it's 5 15 in the morning. Squeak, I hear another one. I pull my pants down. I got a second one. It's Lake Mead in my underwear. I take those off. Then I, I just fucking let it ride. I just have my balls hanging in my shorts. I went to the hospital with nothing but my dick and my sore asshole. And he pulled my pants down and he said, night for When you wake up, we'll have changed the oil in your snowblower in your garage. And I woke up and now it's all over with. First thing my wife did, two big fucking girthy bacon, egg, bagels. I ate them both. Whap, 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 gone. Two cups of coffee. Down those. I went home. I made a bowl of lasagna soup. <laughs> I ate three bags of fucking goldfish. Are great. I smoked a bong rip. There you go. <laughs> then I asked my wife, I said, do you think I can play basketball tonight? She said, the doctor told you no physical exertion. Yeah. You're done. You're done. You're going to shut it down. You're going to watch sports and you're going to start your gambling problem again. Imagine every four years. That's a, that's a new way to call it load management. That's load oh. management right there. You gotta, oh. you gotta, you gotta sit down. It's it. I hate everyone, and I want to talk about Kyrie, and, and, and I do want to say that, uh, as you know, I get along with everybody: the Jews, the blacks, uh, the Asians, the whites. I, I like everybody. I don't get involved in anything. But if you don't get your prostate and your colon checked after the age of forty, get ready for the silent killer. He's right around the corner doing push-ups. The creeper, get your PSA, get your prostate exam. After a while, you might even get it where he shoves his fist into your ass and you don't get a boner. When you get it to that point, you know you're a pro. When you get it to that point, you're, you're just a pro. When you don't get a boner, when some guy fists you. And then uh, you get the colonoscopy every 
four or five years after 40 and you're going to go, or you can be like, most of my friends are like, I've never had one of those. I'm 54. I've never, why would I do that? And next thing you know, I see the guy hooked up to the machine with cancer. Like <laughs> you got to get it done. Now I wanted to say, I get it done. I Somehow that was a PSA, by the way, somehow over the last 20 minutes of all the, all that, that was a PSA, a great PSA right. for men to get I, the prostate checked. It's good. I hope Kyrie gets rectal cancer because of what he did to all my Jewish friends. I hate him forever. I think he should be thrown out of the NBA at the very least suspended for 25 games for not only hating on the Jews, which is what he did. You can say anything you want. I said this on coast to coast a million times. When you promote that anti-Semitic film and then you tell everybody I'm not promoting anything. Meanwhile, you got 20 million followers on social media. Uh, How stupid are you? I've already said he didn't get educated at Duke. He played basketball at Duke. Because if he was educated there, he wouldn't be this fucking stupid. The fact that that brother is still trying to make it out that it's the media's fault, that he's promoting an anti-Semitic film, that bottom line is, listen, brothers, everyone, Black America, wake up. It's the Jews' fault. That's exactly what that movie was about. Blame the Jews for everything. Meanwhile, his lover, Kanye and him, they should be fucking each other. They'd be perfect for one another because... Uh, both of them are finished in like getting sponsors, branding, marketing. Like nobody wants to touch him with a 10 foot pole. I cannot believe that that ballless owner of theirs uh, didn't throw him off that team. I don't care how much money he makes. And I think that the commissioner is the biggest pussy on earth because he's Jewish. And if I were in charge and I were Jewish and someone did that to me and I was in charge, I'd have already thrown his ass out. But the non uh, involvement, no talk about it. The press release, they misspelled the word anti-Semitic. Uh, they never mentioned Kyrie Irving once in their press release about, you know, anti-hate and all this. We don't want to, uh, you know, we're trying to be all-inclusive. We don't want to promote hate. And anyway, you got the NBA PA came out with their pathetic one-sentence release, but they don't mention a guy. The fact that none of the brothers who freak out every time a white owner drops an end bomb they throw him out of the league and they all uh, collude together to get him thrown out of the league it took five minutes to get rid of sarver and sterling five minutes and they talked about how racist they were for months on in every day every day that's all espn did racism this racism that well what is it when you got a player making 40 million that promotes hating jews what is that when when the guy you got, remember when Kobe had the, uh, the homophobic slur, you, and, you know, uh, you could go on and on. They've had one this year, the NBA, right. they've already had a guy this year drop a homophobic slur. And it's okay to, uh, they'll kick anyone out for homophobic slurs, transgender, gay, lesbian, black, and but apparently it's okay to hate on the Jews in the NBA. Meanwhile, every owner, think about all the sponsors and owners and team presidents and CEOs and CFOs and COOs and marketing presidents, head of uh, broadcast, everything, all their television, everything, everything is run by Jews, everything. So uh, what, they don't like them? Like that is so amazing to me, the the silence, the silence. 48 hours later, like we don't encourage hate on any group. Like it's so fucking pathetic the way they handle it. Everyone sucks that guy's dick, that commissioner. He's the greatest commissioner in sports. 
The players love him. I think he's a pussy. I would have already kicked his ass out. And this guy, flatter, fuck you. Uh, the vaccines are monkey glue, whatever the fuck he called. Fuck you. You cost your team their season. Now we're two weeks into the season and you hate Jews. You're blaming the Jews. Then you blame the media guy. You start up a dehumanizing me. Fuck you. Dehumanizing you. You deserve everything you're getting now. Over. It's so funny to me. Like, what are people mad that I defend the Jews or the blacks or anybody else? Like, look what they do to people that do anything at all racist or, you know, homophobic, misogyny. Look at the, look at the new cops. They're going to hire a guy that fucked everyone's wife in Boston. Let's bring him in. Let's get the guy that whips his dick out and fucks everyone in the building. We'll hire him in two days. We'll make him in charge. Let's get the guy in charge that fucks other people's wives. What a guy. What a guy. People say, well, that didn't happen. Bullshit. It did happen. Why did the Celtics get rid of him? Why do they want nothing to do with it? Because he's a piece of shit. And then the Nets are taking it. I think at the end of the day, this boils down to the Brooklyn Nets are filled with pieces of shit that own it and that run it. The owner, the GM, the players. And you know who else is a piece of shit too while I'm at it? Kevin Durant. He doesn't do anything about it either. He doesn't do anything about it. He's like, hey, this shit happens. Coaches get fired all the time. But he he wanted a trade. He ruined this team. He ruined their offseason. He still hates playing in Brooklyn. And he has his 30 points every night, but they never fucking win. You know what I did last night? I went all in on the Bulls with a big piece. And I won all kinds of fucking money because the Nets suck. They never win. And they're run by assholes. And they let a guy hate Jews on their team. You see what it it took one night? There were 25 Jews in the front row with shirts on saying, uh, you know, screw anti-Semitism, whatever it was. I mean, it's not going to stop. He's been protected in Brooklyn. Now they won't even let him do interviews because they're such pussies. That Sean Marks is another one. He's a phony. We're not going to let him do interviews. But when he does do interviews, he fights with people and calls them names. And it's the media's fault, all of his problems. You're a fucking pussy. You're a little bitch. And it is amazing to me what he gets away with. I got to tell you, fuck him sideways. I fucking hate him dead. I don't care if he scores 35, 40. I love when they lose because they're all a bunch of pieces of shit. Now, we have been talking about my rectum and shit for like will a you, half an hour. This will you have him on the show? <laughs> will you what have him on the show? I couldn't even have Tyrese? him on the show. I'd be fired. Yeah. I'd be fired. Because, like, this is the what about only KD? show. This is the only show that I can, you know, let's just be honest. Be me. This is the only show. Matt Farah, whatever that kid does to edit me on this show, it's like they, they should give that kid a raise. Oh. I mean, he, he deserves a big raise. No doubt. Like when he has me, when they say big call Farrell, Farah gets diarrhea. He gets a, he gets, <laughs> he, his whole stomach caves in and he gets fucking his esophagus clogs up. And he get, and tomorrow I'll have two zits. One on his chin, one on his cheek. The By the way, thing. Dave. The, the line has to be said that you've said many times that the chat is all over, that we are never getting off late night. Never so just, getting off late night. We're <laughs> never getting off late night, and that's okay. That's, but that's not a problem, is it? That's where no. all the fun happens. I, the fun happens. Oh, Let's face yes, it, I absolutely. think I made my mark in late night radio. I've already I ran that gamut. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I stopped doing it, I said yeah. to everybody, I'd already won that division 14 times and the conference championship and the national championship. Honestly, yeah. I'm not going to argue with anybody about my late night 
king of late night radio credentials. I oh, mean, uh, they put me in mornings in, in New York and they put me in mornings in, in Miami. And I got huge ratings then too. But there is nothing worse in the world than fucking listening to me at six in the morning. There is nothing worse. I would rather be shot in the face with a nine block at a bodega at high noon from a little kid sticking a gun in my mouth and spraying my brains in the back of the bodega than listen to me at six to nine in the morning. Listen, I used to think in how Miami, you, what could be feel, worse for those old people feel about listening the to fucking Pharrell? How do you feel about the Lakers? You've, you, you, we, we've already talked about the Nets and that situation and those guys. How do you feel about the Lakers and that mess they got going on over? You might as well hit both coasts while you're here. I mean, how about that fucking orgy they had after they finally won a game? You would have thought right. they won the goddamn Weird. I agree. The world championship. They celebrated like they yes. won a title. What a bunch of homos. Honestly, that was the most pathetic thing I ever saw. In my life. They're spraying ham with water bottles. And, and sucking his nuts like they suck you know what really sucked was i had the nuggets that night minus the points it's me and a half that really sucked oh. losing to the lakers to me like and how about espn oh my god the knob job they do on that stupid nba today show they do at three o'clock every day they might as well do it on lebron's cock the entire show they can just set up shop on top of his cock and ride it like you know all day long, like that banana they rode around in the water with all of his buddies. Because I have never seen a network more embarrassing in my life than them sucking on their dicks all day long. Not only that, how about a week ago I saw them? They were gonna they put on the head of the Sparks. Like anyone gives a fuck about that guy? He's in charge of the Sparks. Spark this motherfucker. No one cares about that chick team, let alone the fucking guys team blows. And the Clippers are going to the finals too. Finals of what? Fucking you taking a breath yet? Take, every year. take a drink. Take a drink. Take a drink. Take a drink. Did we hit the over yet? I mean, I had a guy. Uh, I think we're over. I think we're over. I had a guy write me and say, Pharrell, give me some inside skinny on the over today. It's 69 and a half. I'm like, I'm rolling with you on the over. Yeah. It's like the game's fixed. We just went over. Everybody's just ladder it. Just take the ladder. Hey, listen, you're from Pittsburgh. All right. Do you think you I'm wrong about anything I said about stuff. Kyrie Irving and the Nets? Anything, no. anything I said. Not even, you know no. what? I got a nope. million. And, no. and listen, everyone knows me. I play ball with brothers climbing the walls. I'm the only white guy there. I play ball with the Jews. I put some of the, I won 11 championship. My point guard's Jewish. He wouldn't go to Temple if I fucking gave him a dime. This guy, he's about as Jewish as the fucking sun is black. All I know is that, you know, it's simple. You can't do that to anybody. Can't do it to blacks, Jews, Asians. The amount of Asian hate in New York City. Yeah. They walk down the street and people skull fuck them with uh, haymakers in their face. Old ladies get sucker punched. It, uh, I, live in, I live in the rectum of the world, New York City. Speaking of colonoscopies. I live in hell, hell on earth. You have no idea in Vegas. You have it so nice. Here, they, people just blow your head off. People here, they, uh, the, the amount of hate here and venom, people attacking others, killing others, raping, shoving people in front of subway trains. It's a sport now. We have one or two a day where they shove someone in front of a train and they get splattered all the fuck over Manhattan. All I know is I wouldn't ride a subway now in the city if you fucking paid me. All I know is but I don't hate anybody. I don't, I don't, I don't hate anybody. Listen, I just, listen, I just play ball before, before we let I'm you go, everybody, Jews, everybody, I don't, this care. is, I got to get one more question. In. Let me ask you one <laughs> more go. question. If Matt can try to ask you one after this, but I think we're pretty close to <laughs> out of time. <laughs> Did you see the world series? What do you think about 
what, what did you see? I posted a video this morning. The Philly fans went after Mattress Mac. Mattress Mac's going on I and traveling it. the country, carrying suitcases of money and all this stuff. Kind of bringing it on, but at the same time, the Philly fans went after him. You want to talk about hate? The guy's 70 years old. What do you make yeah. of that? Well, I think that, as you know, in Philadelphia, they are uh, vile, despicable human beings, and they're awesome at it. Uh, if you invite it, uh, you're going to get it. You wear a you wear an Astros jersey, you're going to get – someone going to beat the shit out of you. If you open your mouth in Philly at an Eagles game or a Phillies game, you're going to get your ass beat. If you walk through the parking lot at the link at a tailgate and think you're going to, like, start, like – you know, being a, a Dallas fan or a Giants fan, you're going to show off your colors. You'll be dead in like a minute. So I am not surprised at anything they do. They're vulgar. The, the two worst places on earth are Yankee Stadium and Philadelphia. I mean, there's nothing that comes close. Boston is racist. Everybody knows that. I mean, you know that. I mean, what am I? Don't get me started on what they yell in Boston at the Fenway and at the Ooh. Garden. And every game, it's just, I mean, you talk about a black hole. I mean, those three cities right there, you go to games, you're at your own peril. And I think the old man uh, is trying to show people up, show off all of his gambling prowess. And all that stuff. Let's face facts. Uh, his bet's in fucking dire straits. I, I certainly hope he hedged it because he could have made, you know, uh, at least $50 million back. He could have done that, hedging it at plus 190, whatever it was. All I know is, he spread his money all over the place, and he always loses all these bets. I mean, when's the last time you saw him win a big bet? So how about the Phillies? Well, he He's wins on the furniture, bets. Scotty. That's where that's yeah, the yeah. thing. He wins yeah, on I the furniture. I don't give a shit about he his sells furniture. Enough furniture to make I don't really care about betting. I don't give a I fuck know, about right. his mattress. But, he, but he's good with, but it's actually a hedge. The bet itself is the hedge, not actually a hedge on the. Okay, on the great. Bet. He's giving away mattresses all day. Give me head. I don't, I don't give a <laughs> shit about his fucking furniture piece and his, his desk and his fucking recliner. And it's oh all my God. Off. Like, what, what, he, what, is he, what is he, Bob's furniture? Bob's Pretty much, yes. <laughs> Scotty, that was thirty minutes. I, 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 we, we gotta let you go, but I, I just for the brigade and us, that was amazing. Thank you for the time. You are welcome on this show whenever you want to come on this show. Hey, make sure he cleans that shit up and doesn't get me fired. That's the only thing. Oh, I've we're said. all good. We'll clean it all up. We'll, we'll, we'll all be good. Up. Don't worry about it. We're good. I, I can't worry about this shit. Every time I go on the show, I gotta call my lawyer. <laughs> we, we got you covered, my friend. We got you covered. We'll protect you. We got you. <laughs> That's you guys are the best. My favorite show. It's the only show I like doing. Goodbye. Thank you, man. That's Scott Farrell. Scott Farrell on Twitter. To jo- <laughs> he swears on the way out just for the hell of it. <laughs> um, yes, the brigade. Uh, Jordan Goroff gets the tweet of the day or the post of the day. We are never getting off late night. Never. Not that I really want to, though, because if, if, if it means I can't do that, then that's no fun. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I mean, that's so fun. That's it's so refreshing, like, because, you know, I was up early today. I did a couple shows back east. I did the, the eight in a box podcast and all that stuff. And then I text him. I texted him yesterday right when he woke up and he just from, described from his oh. feriloscopy. And he goes, dude, I'm on Profile. I know why Michael Jackson liked it. I can't come on today. Wow. He goes, but can we do tomorrow? Please remind me. And I was like, yes. And then he sent me a couple of other texts that I don't need to read, but he was not of clear mind. He just and that was up. a clear mind, which is scary. <laughs> right. <laughs> that so, is a clear mind. When I text him this morning and say, hey, are we good to go today? He was like, you know, fuck yeah. 
Like he can't wait to come on and be himself, which I hope comes across for all of the guests when they come on the show. I think they do, which is fun. If that means us staying on late night or making moves, whatever, so be it. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, so be it. I mean, that's just a lot of fun. It's just e- it's easy to let him do his thing. And I mean, look, our audience is not a bunch of 10-year-olds. They know what's coming. So right. <laughs> they, 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 yeah. they we do a betting show. So like we understand it. It's a 21 plus show. So right. and we give you the warning. It's not safe for work. And you know, if any part of it offends you, okay, my DMs are open. Come at me. Go ahead. Right. Whatever right. You like, like, I mean, we can only do I'll, I'll hear you out. I'll hear you out. But I that was um we want to a lot of stuff in there. I mean, one, it's a PSA for men's health. After all that rant that he came in, he just gave an incredible PSA for men who may be over the age of 40, who don't think about, I could get something that would be not even in my brain, cancer in a part of my body that I don't want to think about that kills you. And he just gave you the exact reason why you should be going and getting colonoscopies and going and getting yourself checked out as much as possible. If the worst thing that can happen is a day of going to the bathroom a lot and then getting checked out and going, see you in four years, what's wrong with that? Because if you don't do that and you wait and then you go because something don't feel right or something comes up and then you really have issues, like just go. I did it for the first time when I turned 50. I had to drink that drink. Oh. <laughs> it's it's different. I, I have I have one coming up. I mean, uh, my doctor has it where we're going to be doing it in, um, I turned 45 and he goes, okay, in your 45 year, when do you want to do it? And I say, can I get through the holidays? And he goes, yeah. He goes, but that's fine. January. So right. <laughs> I, I got one coming up. Yeah. So I'm not looking forward to it, but I've had it done before. I had it done about three years ago, and it's basically every three years or so you're supposed to go and get every three to five years supposed to get it checked out. The one thing that's interesting, I asked my doctor, there are these things now where you can crap into a little cup and mail it somewhere, and they'll tell you whether or not you have traces of cancer. It's like 85% accurate. So there's like something some we are developing into a better place for guys, and I guess we women too, to figure out if we don't have to go to the full colonoscopy. But it's not just the cancer you're worried about with colonoscopy. It's other things down in that part of your body. So Everything. there's other things going on with your your pipes, if you will, that you got to make sure that the pipes are working. Right. <laughs> so right. prostate doesn't get checked there. Prostate cancer is a big deal as well. It's not just yeah. rectal or colon cancer. It's you know prostate cancer. So right. you know that what's beautiful about all of what he just did for 30 minutes is that he gave an actual really helpful thing for guys to hear. In yeah. a very funny, entertaining way. So, right. Really, That's, really cool. That and then the other stuff, I mean, with the basketball, I mean, there's, there's a lot to be, you know, taken away from. Well, that. you're Ooh, Jewish. So, yeah, I, I mean, obviously that's a, oh, <laughs> I, I can't speak to it, but I, I have Jewish. I mean, all three of my roommates in college were Jewish. I mean, I, I have really close friends who are living in the New York, New Jersey area. And I can't believe that Kyrie's doing this in New Jersey, New York. Like, this is the part that tweaks me with it. It's like tone deaf. The whole the thing real, is, I mean, your whole, uh, your audience, there are so many people in New York city who have friends, family, they are Jewish. I mean, it's a huge acidic Jew pop population. Like, what are you, I mean, it's just like the single stupidest thing you could do as a New York sports personality or player is to have anything connected with anti-Semitism. anything. I mean, just, Retweets. you don't have to, yeah, but I mean, that, that goes for anywhere, but I mean, especially there, if you're going to be p- playing in front of people and you're making all this money, like, just, just think, I think we all need to do that before we 
Yeah. Like you, you, you retweeted it and then you're not endorsing it by retweeting it. You're endorsing it. Right. I mean, there's just, unless no, you, you say something about anything. it, unless you write a piece about it saying, look, this, this movie, I don't agree with what's in this movie, but there right. are pieces of this quote, movie. Tweet it. Yeah, you could do something to explain your point as to what you're talking about, because that movie, I've not seen it, but people, I haven't who, seen have, it people who have watched the movie, essentially what it says, the, the broad picture is that black people need to blame the basically Jewish people in America for their plight. Like what happened to them is because of Jews, which is the most insane, horrific, awful thing. I've never thing. heard that before. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, that's what the movie is. The movie is, is basically saying that the slave trade was started by Jewish people, that African-Americans in America really? have been repressed by Jews for years. The oh, idea yeah. by Jews, the Jewish people, the Jewish are keeping African-Americans down. So, really? you should, so Kyrie retweets it in the idea and Kanye West is talking about it because it's Black people, you should know your history. Your history is this group of people has been the, to blame for your current situation in life. It's just the most ridiculous, horrific, wow. awful thing to the most old trope of bullshit, bullshit that you'll ever hear. Right. Wow. And it's awful. I mean, it's horrible. It's all, it's, it's, I mean, again, I haven't seen the movie. I mean, I've read, I've just read a lot about it and read about what people have, who have watched the movie say, here, don't watch the movie. I'll tell you what it is. Here's what it is. And Kyrie Irving's going to stand behind it and make people in New York, I mean, sit there and get asked questions about, hey, Kyrie might be anti-Semitic. How does that make you feel as a, as a teammate, as a coach, as a player? <laughs> Good luck I've with that. Worked, I've worked with anti-Semitic people. Oh. I've worked with anti – I mean, I got a mix of everything, all right? So, yeah. you know, like my whole one side of the family was 100% Italian Catholics and my other side of the family – was Lithuanian, fresh off the boat, but the generation before me, Jews and all kind of stuff. I grew up living in work or not living downtown, but working downtown Pittsburgh with my dad's store, the most urban black community ever. I saw it all. I've been called everything. I've been called every single thing. And I've worked with people that don't know what I am and say oh. a lot of things. And I've been like, Oh, okay. You know, and just always let it go rather than fight because sometimes people show you who they are without even trying. A lot of times it's ignorance. A lot of times it's plain ignorance. And there were times when these were people that I really cared about, like I considered friends and they would say stuff and I'd be like, do you know any Jews? Well, no, but that's what I heard. Or, oh, okay. Well, maybe you should think about what you're saying. Or like, you know, you get called a, a a a greasy dago or all this other stuff. I'm like, wait a second, hold on. Like, what are you talking about? I learned a lesson in ninth grade history that I'll never forget. I had the hardest, one of the hardest teachers I ever had for social studies. Her name was Mrs. Shore. And they nicknamed her Sergeant Shore. We studied the KKK. And I will never forget. Do you know what the three K's stand for? Shoot, I used to. Well, Ku Klux Klan. Ku Klux Klan, but do you know what the K stand for? Why they call that? This is this is what I was yeah, told, the, and I studied the, it. The slur of a Jewish person, right? Right. Yeah. So I mean, you know, we're we're doing this. You can bleep it out if you have to or not. It's kikes, which is the worst thing you could call a, a, a Jewish person. Coons with a K, and Catholics with a K to disrespect them as much as you can. 
we're all in it together. <laughs> they hate everybody. Except white Protestants. What? Who ain't involved in that? That's what they, that's, I mean, like, that's the reality of the situation. So, and again, we don't talk politics on here. We don't talk this, but that's a lesson that I, 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 I worked my well, ass off in that class yeah. for an I mean, A. Hate's hate, but hate's hate. Hate I mean, is hate. You can hate wherever, all wherever kind of we people. are. Yeah, wherever right. I mean, it's. I, I've said it before. Somebody said to me the other day, they were like uh, on Twitter. They were like, "You must have been. You must have come to your to your senses politically because you no longer tweet about politics." And I said, and I didn't. I let it go. I just ignored it and didn't. But the, the reason why I did, I did it because I felt, and it really is in the current state of our economy or our or, 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 or country. Like we don't listen. We just, we just yell. So like, there's, there's no point on social media. There's no point any longer. I think to really, other than if you're doing something stupid, like Kyrie retweeting a, 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 a racist movie, an anti-Semitic movie, there's no real point in getting into any type of discord or discount or conversation with somebody on social media, because whether it be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, it's not going anywhere. You're not going to, you're not changing anyone's mind. No one's going to change the way they vote next week. Like people, people have made up their minds and they want to make everyone think the way that you think. And I just got tired of the battles. It just, it, I, I can only do me. I can only, I can only do what I think and what I think is right and raise my daughter the way that I think is the, the right way to be raised. That's all I can do. I can't do anything else. I can't go into some, somebody's house and say, you know, unfortunately you were raised in a way that you were taught to hate people and I'm going to change your ways that you're down this way. And I, I just, it, I, I ran out of gas with it. And, and, and it, it, it's where we are right now, where unfortunately people who are wanting to have a political, like I, I welcome, I love, I have diehard conservative friends. I have extremely liberal friends. I fall somewhere in the middle and I've got very socialist type views on certain things. I have very conservative type views on other things. I have very, you know, fiscal conservative hard points that I like to follow. I've got very social liberal things that I think everyone should have a right to go ahead and do. So I kind of don't make any sense for a lot of people. It confuses people when they find out really what I am politically, but what's the point anymore with it? It sucks because I'm watching our show on sports grid last night. Right. And, and I'm watching it and every other ad, because the oh, way that boy. the ads work, the ads are targeted to where you are. So I see ads differently than when you guys are watching on sports grid tonight, you're going to see a different ads than what we see. Every ad on our show is political. Everyone, right wing, left wing, right wing, left wing, right wing, left wing. So it's it just done, 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 done. And I'm like, it's they suck, they suck. I can't stand them. Don't vote for them. They're gonna kill your kid. They're gonna give your kid drugs. Like it, it's it, there's no like, like I, I was watching it last night, going, oh my gosh, can we get to election day? Like this is crazy. We're not even we're in a contested state when it comes to the when it comes to right. the, the Senate races, but I don't watch TV very much. And I was just watching our show. Like I watch games and there's political ads during games, but not as much as you see in other places or the news. Like I watched, I stumbled upon the nightly news once made a mistake here locally. There were six commercials. Six of them were for ads for politics. Well, you explained it to me, like how they actually pay for them and you know, how you have to balance them and all this other <clears throat> rules. And I'm but like, FCC doesn't, that only follows over broadcast though, like TV right. and radio right? for internet, like for sports grid and stuff, it's, people, they're, they're just buying the ads. There's it's, no political rate for people who aren't over publicly traded airwaves. And everybody's talking and nobody's listening. And like, I used to say this in the book, 
Like the book is a microcosm of this, not on a political front or on a world front, but on a sports front. A lot of people like to tell you their opinion and it's right and it's why. And nobody wants to listen to the other side. Why, why could the other side win? And I used to just sit and just listen at the counter or sit and listen in a book or sit and listen in the restroom. And they'd go, what do you think? And I would go, I don't know. You guys think everything. I'm just sitting here booking the games. <laughs> like I'm just sitting here taking the bets. I used to literally sit and say that all the time because I was always listening and I still have been listening. I tell the kids all the time, the kids that I coached, my own daughters, my wife, it's a struggle in a marriage to listen to each other and try to battle back and forth in a relationship with friends, with coworkers. You got to listen twice as much as you talk. That's why God gave you two ears and one mouth. Listen twice as much as you talk and you can learn. So when you say something, it might mean a little bit more. It might mean a little more impactful. Like, and that's why the beauty of what we do on the show, on the BVB, is that we talk out both sides of bets, give out, you know, you're actually betting with just the picks. Okay, this is what I'm betting. This is why. I don't care if you fade it or follow it, but listen to the show. Maybe you'll pick up something. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you won't. Listen to the BVB. We talk it out and move on with your day. And we thank you guys for being here and doing it and hitting the like button, hitting the subscribe button. That's what we're doing. So, I mean, I appreciate the hell out of it now having a forum and, you know, being able to talk about it. Listening, man, we got to listen. Well, speaking of which, let's get into some games for tonight. Yeah. Break down. Let's start with the NBA and we'll get to the, the, the World Series pick here in a little bit. But so in the wake of the Ime Odoka situation, Boston now is on the road at Cleveland. This would be a game last year. This was a game I would go automatic under. Boston defensively was really good last year. Cleveland at home against Eastern Conference teams were pretty much automatic bets for me to the under. Right. But can you play anything with Boston until we figure out what actually we just went down with the Ime Adoka situation? Um, because do you think that do you think the Ime Adoka situation affects them on the court? Jalen Brown was, does. Jalen Brown retweeted the article about ESPN and what they uncovered about their now former head coach. And didn't say anything about it. Just retweeted it. It's like, yep, I'm going to put it out to everybody so everyone can read it as to what Ime Doka is accused of doing, which is using foul language and sleeping with a married woman. And that got him suspended. And now he'll be introduced as the head coach of the Nets at some point in the next 48 hours. I think the Celtics are mad about it. They gotta be, right? You got a 36-year-old head coach who is, was the interim. And now people are saying, pull the interim tag off of this guy and make him the head coach. It's, I mean, I agree to a point. Let me say this statement to you. You can say if you agree or not. NBA coaches are more babysitters than coaches. On good teams, yes. So the Celtics are a good team, right? Celtics are a great team. Okay, so one of the best teams in the league. So does it matter if the head who the head coach is? Could it be you? And it doesn't really matter. The team's no, go I'm not qualified games. to be the head coach. I would love to be the head coach of an NBA team as good as the Celtics. <laughs> Roll the ball out. So it doesn't matter to you. It doesn't matter whether it be Joe Mazzula or whether it be Santa Claus. It doesn't matter. Who's no, listen, I did a little a little background with Mazzola. And I mean, B. Howe was at West Virginia when he was there. Mazzola, oh, wow. he knows him like okay. deep. They have wow. a relate, and he told me about Mazzola. Okay, I respect the hell out of Mazzola. Like 
I'm good with him being a coach. I'm not okay. good with the way like it the whole down. thing went down. Like until we find out the truth, I don't know how much it affects them on the court. I saw the line though, and I was like, "This is a Celtics. I mean, this is a Cavs play for me. The Cavs are a pretty good basketball team. Plus two I, at home. Plus the points for me would be the side I would take okay. under for sure. Yeah." Under for sure. Then under it, feels this, too high. Yeah, it does. Because this was really, for me, this was, you know, the Cavaliers. And they added Donovan Mitchell. So, like, you go, well, do they play any differently when it comes to Donovan Mitchell? I mean, not really. They're still a pretty good team in terms of being a defensive team. They've played six games so far. They're four and two to the over. Um, at home, uh, they're five and one on the year. They've won five games in a row. And they've won every game at home so far. The three and zero at home. So I mean, it's this is a big measuring stick game for Cleveland and where they want to go and where they want to. Bigger be. game is Boston going to be on some an emotional letdown just because of all this? It's just like a there's big a hell exhale. of a lot of distractions. Yeah, it's just like I mean, a, just for yeah, us that's to get on the show today and the distractions <laughs> we got. I mean, like. You know, we were a little bit late. We apologize to the brigade and everybody who keeps coming here live, which it's growing more and more by the day. Again, we appreciate it. But like we have our own distractions just trying to get on and do the show. If I'm the players and the coaching staff, well, I don't want to answer none of these questions. I don't want to talk about this. And that's all they're asking you about. They ain't asking you. Yeah, pre and post. Pre and post. It's because you do a pre you do a pregame scrum. And then you do a post-game press conference. So you'll get the pre-game where you're sitting at courtside at shoot-around. Every mic's in your face. It's the big, you know, conglomerate of media people. Every coach, every question is going to be email, email, email. Oh, yeah, by the way, you're playing a game tonight. Email, email, email. <laughs> so <laughs> Right? Like, like, nobody's asking you how you're going to cover Donovan Mitchell. Are you worried nope. about the way this team plays defense at home? Like the regular questions that you actually want to talk about, give the guy the soundbite that he needs and get on your way. Yep. Nobody's asking you that. Nope. They just want to know. <sighs> Boston, you're four and two. You beat Washington last time out. You're favored by two points here. Boston on the year is four and two straight up. They're three and uh three and three ATS, and they are three and three to the over this season. So you right. take, take take a look at that. Pelicans are laying three. Oh, sorry, Mavericks are laying six at home against the six and two Utah Jazz. At what point does figure this out stop? the jazz? I cannot what figure point out this the jazz? stop because I, I was on Memphis both games. Yeah, lost them both. Yep, stunned. I'm stunned yep. that Utah. I'm waiting for this Jazz team to go to the. You know, this is the tank year for the Utah Jazz. They're six and two. Supposed like, to. Be. <laughs> we're almost a tenth. We're almost ten percent done with the year. Like right, eight wins games. was like twenty four. Yeah, <laughs> like we're like whoa. Like when does the bottom fall out? Or does I, it not? I, I, until I only saw them play one quarter, I saw one quarter against Memphis and I was like, man, first thing I noticed was they got another court. I don't know how these teams have different courts for like, like different nights. They changed the court. They got this. Sometimes they got mountains on them and they wear them crazy uniforms. Other times they get this like wannabe parquet court, all this stuff. So I noticed that first, but the other thing I noticed, I was like, this team don't look like they're tanking. Like they got, they were going at Memphis. That game two, that second game, they were like, "Yeah, you guys him. had to stay here." It was for with Jaw, Jaw played. They whipped Jaw. Right. That's why I was watching the game. I was like, "Oh, Jaw's playing." I love watching him play basketball. 
I was like, Utah looks pretty damn good. Like they, I don't know what this, all this preseason they traded everybody away stuff was. This line seems high, no? Mavs at home? I don't know if it seems high. Six, two possessions? I don't hate I mean, it's it. It's going I mean, up. It's six and a half everywhere. Oh, all right. Well, six it's, and a half. I, six, and a, six and a half, seven starts to be a stop sign. Well, that's where it's right. It's, it's going to seven. I think we're yeah. going to seven at some point. Which you know, that's my so, sign to take the yeah. dog. Well, it's Dallas hasn't man. covered in three games. Right. They're laying, they're, they're, oh, sorry, two games. Sorry. They laid nine to, to Orlando, one by uh one by what was that? That's eight. Uh they laid ten and a half to Oklahoma City and they lost outright. Um they are five straight games have gone over for Dallas. So maybe the two twenties in play. With with Utah, but I mean six and two, two twenty two now. Yep, six and two Utah. Utah has only gone over three times, so they're they're three and five to the over this season. Last game went under against Memphis. First game went over one twenty four, one twenty three, and I, I mean, I don't know. You get seven points. I think the play could be Utah. I think you you, you can. I think you could feel pretty safe about plus seven, right? With Utah keeping the game, playing hard, fighting all the way to the end. Luca's the best player on the planet, but like, my goodness, how about his props over? Just keep betting his props over. How? I mean, at what point do you do you stop betting like his points over? Keeps getting thirty points every single night. Yeah, Josh. This is one of those I mean, ones in the book where we're just like, all right, how high do we got to make this total for it just to go under once? Like, how many times you print the results the next day? Over, over. You started one and a half. He went over. 33 and a half juice to the over for Luca. Got to be the highest total of any guy, single individual point scored off the season. Yeah. I, I bet over 28 and a half last night for, for Devin Booker and it scared me. It didn't come in. And he, he, had, he, he finished with 18. That's what I mean. Getting 30 is not easy. Like no. we take it for granted when guys do it like this, like, you know, Luca every night, 33 and a half. I mean, that got to be a stop sign or bet under. The juice is over favored. Minus one twenty. Yep. <laughs> it's not. Luca's unbelievable. God. Pelicans are laying three at the Lakers. Total is two twenty eight and a half. Man, if I didn't have all this stuff going on, I swear I'd drive there right now after the show and go watch. I want to see Zion in person so bad, just because you can appreciate so much of it on television. I love watching basketball in person and watching the way these gifted athletes are be as big as they are, do what they do. Did you see him at the summer league when he played here? I didn't go. I wanted to go. Yes. That's the only time I've seen him play in person. I saw him play in the summer league here. And I mean, it was electric in there. I mean, he he was the biggest star. Like you just go, damn, this dude, he stays healthy. And this guy plays, this guy's going to be monster. Every little kid wanted to be around him. Every little kid wanted his autograph. That's what I'm saying. That the the vibe, the energy that he gives yeah, off, and huge. like I now after the stroke, like I, I really believe in that energy a lot of times, and you can be around it and see it. And through sports, it's such a joy to watch this happen. Like you're seeing it happen with the baseball with Harper, mm. and it's it Zion is is has it, and then you watch him physically do what he does, as big as he is, and you go, damn, like, and the Pelicans believe the Lakers. 
Scott Farrell just said it. They celebrated that first win of the season for him. First career win as a head coach. Like it way was too much, too way, much, way over the top. I watched it. I was like, wait, guys, this is like, you're acting like you won an NCAA tournament regional. Like, what is that? That was a really odd celebration for the Lakers. Felt Unlike forced, LeBron. Felt forced. Like, it just gotta, felt like that's how bad, that's how low they are. It, it felt like that's their standards. The standards have fallen <sighs> so far that a single regular season championship is actually worthy, or a regular season victory is actually worthy of celebrating like you won a championship. It was weird. I, I Forced or not, it was way over the top. I, it was over the top, but I mean, I get it for the coach. you got to get him, like, you know, recognize his first career. Yeah, give him a high coach. five. got to give him a, a water shower. Like, what the, what's going on? Sometimes you got to, you know, pump them up, celebrate it, whatever. But that was over the top. But now they're dogs again at home. The line was three, three and a half. Wasn't that? Denver. Oh, okay, Denver, yeah. You know, and the, and the Lakers won. It started as high as five. Is this line, is this too much respect for the Pelicans? I don't think so. As long as everyone's playing. As long as they got their full compliments. Oh, here we go with this. This is getting well, crazy again with this. Oh, we're playing. We're not playing. We're playing. We're not playing. It's, it's November. Like, play. Doesn't matter. What are we doing? Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If everyone is in action, I like, I lay the three. I need everybody in action. <laughs> I don't know if everyone right now on the injury report, um, only Herb Jones is out for this game. Davis is day-to-day. LeBron's day-to-day. Zion is scheduled to play. So. Circus circus taking the lead. What's the line of Fandle right now? Just because Circa moved it to three and a half. They're trying to find some Laker money right now. Interesting. Uh, It is Lakers. Three and a half, Fandle. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is what you do at 11.25 in the morning. Um, You know, with that being the last game, uh, that game's on TV. It's going to be a lot of eyeballs on that. World Series will be tailing off a little bit oh, true. You know, for that. Oh. So everyone's going to be watching that game that's watching sports. Singled out late. Um, you got to find that Laker money now. Top is four. I'm telling you right now, the top of this is four. Does New Orleans cover four? I, I told you, I, it's great that the Lakers won and you know they covered because they were dogs. They're still a bit against them, me. They're not right. They're I'm just not you. right. I'm, I'm give me you. a young team with nothing. I mean, they're taking shots at everybody. I like what the Pelicans are doing. I would agree with you. I I think the Pelicans go in there and they they, they don't see LeBron or AD. They see Lakers. They see the they see the jersey and their eyes go red and they go, "We're coming. Let's go. We're going to send a message. We're going to go out there and say what's going." I I think they're going to be highly motivated tonight. What is the style of play? The way they're playing. I mean, they're over, over, over. Look at the total in the game. It's two twenty eight and a half, and it's going up. It's two twenty nine everywhere, right now. Um, yeah. Pelicans on the year. Every game's been over. Except last game. Last game went under. They're five and one to the over. They're trying to score 120 points themselves every single night. But they're also giving up points. That's why it's an overplay. Yeah. So they gave up 91 to LA, 124 to Phoenix, 111 to Dallas, 122 to Utah, 112 to Charlotte, 108 to Brooklyn. Giving up 100. In the chat says CJ McCollum. 
usually kills the Lakers over points, whatever the number is. Ooh, fair. That's a good I, I like the over in this game. I do. I like the over. I like the Pelicans. Yeah, I I, I like them both. Uh, one more uh, NBA game that goes into some hockey. Pelicans, sorry, the, the, the Grizzlies are minus four and a half at Portland. <laughs> I looked at this line and I was like, I someone explained this to me exactly. Like, what am I missing here? 226 and a half from a total perspective for this game. Well, should be higher or lower? Well, look, here's I mean, my they thing. They just lost with, two in a row. It's two correct. and a half and three against. That's my that's my problem with Memphis, okay? They lost two in a row. They're four and three. Right. But I still think Portland's bad. I I, I still think no Portland. No Dame, right? Yeah. Dame's no Dame. out. But they're one and one without Dame so far. They just beat Houston 125-111. I don't know. I think this is a get right spot for Memphis. Well, I mean, that's why the line's two points higher than it was in, in Utah. Right. Cause you, you, you don't actually have to look at the team like the favorite here in this situation. You got to look at the dog. So yeah. where do you have Utah and Portland? You got to have Utah better than Portland. So the line has to be more on the favorite. You know, you can't go to six. I mean, unless you right. want the dog money. Because you right. go to two possessions like that, two, three possessions, whatever, um, you're going to get the dog bet. So you put it in the middle. It's more than two buckets, but it's not mm-hmm. six. This is, you know, five is a weird number in NFL. It's an even stranger number in the NBA. And it's more common because it's not, you can score by twos, by ones, by threes. It's not like the NFL where it's three sixes, sevens, now eight sometimes. But um, I agree with you. I think Memphis would be the side. But again, we got to make sure everybody's playing. I don't know. I'm not betting it because I've lost my last two. So I got to see what Memphis is doing. But right. I mean, they lose three games, two to Utah and one to Portland. Those are auto wins for Memphis. That that puts my season win total question. I get nervous about my my like for the Grizzlies over wins on the season. I get oh, nervous J- at that. Jimmy Jack with four Ks came in and said, got to because Bain is out. Bain is out for Memphis. Okay. It's not, it's not great, but it's not horrific that he's, I just want to know when everybody's playing. No, that's why people, people bet on the NBA only bet on the NBA and this game's on the SBN. So you got a nationally televised game. Um, OTG said that Ingram isn't playing for the Pels. Oh, he didn't even make the trip. Bain is day to day. He's questionable for tonight. He could play. And I haven't seen if he's out or not, but he could play. Lillard is out 100%. Gary Payton Jr. is out for Portland. They're three and one at home. Grizzlies are two and three on the road. But yes, before you bet anything like these games, you have to. That's why betting the NBA overnight is really hard. It's why I like betting NBA player props because it's a little easier because you, you can look ahead and make sure there's no injuries to worry about. And then the player should be playing. But even then, you can get burned. Picking the games props. is just as like figuring out who's going to play and getting the right information before the games is just as hard as picking the games when you bet them. It's yeah. tough. Uh, let's talk some hockey here. I, I don't know how I got. So whenever I'm running cold, I always like to point it out. But whenever I get luck upon luck, I also got to point it out. Man. I have no idea how I won both hockey bets last night. Golden Knights were down 2-1. <laughs> They're losing the whole game. Okay. They, they win the game in overtime. The Boston Bruins are down 
five to two. Five to five three going to the third. I mean, five three going to the third. They get come a goal on. halfway into this third period, and then they pull the goaltender, get the tire, and they win it in overtime six to five. <laughs> Wasn't watching it live, but I got the text. They pulled the goalie and tied it. I was like, oh, fuck it. We're going to lose. Oh, Tyler that. Hall, turnaround shot. It was unbelievable. Jari, no idea where the puck was right in the back of the net. It was awesome. I was watching it with Madeline. So I jumping up and down. Maddie's jumping her up and down. She's the one sport she'll watch me. She'll watch hockey and she, because she gets hockey. She understands the joy of hockey. It's very simple for a kid to watch it. Puck in the net. That's what you want, Daddy? Yes, puck in the net. Okay, let's go. Bruins score. She's running around. I'm running around. It was unbelievable. It was really a fun moment last night. Something about the flow of hockey, too. I know that's what got me at four years old. I was just like, yeah. I'm mesmerized by this. I can't, I mean, the Penguins are going bad. Like, like that was a, that's a tough loss. That's a oh. great win for Boston. Continue, get two points. You basically snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. And that's, we used to hear that in a book all the time. It's a great saying. I, I, I have no explanation other than way to go. Like, you know, Six my hat, goals for the Bruins. <laughs> your brother, your brother got, I mean, I felt for your brother because he was tweeting about the fact that he's a Bruins fan, that they make the same bet every time that they play. Oh, he didn't say I what saw you was. posted the wheel. You posted the spoke <laughs> wheel. I was like, yeah. oh, Peralt yeah. saw it because that, that was good because brother Doug, if you're watching the show, yeah. hit the like button. Why don't you just, text me back? He never texts me back. He's going on Twitter. Wow. So he has that on you know, there. So then I, I was, I was like, man, if I had like a bet, I could have been like I'm up five, two, I'd be tweeting, texting him at my buddy going like, Hey, get that bet ready for me, whatever it is. And then falls down the store and just falls down the stairs. When the team scores like that, is that an in-game bet for you where you jump? Like, I mean, cause for me, when Boston scores be, like that, it's like automatic. I play them in overtime. Automatic. I don't care oh, if I lose yeah, in a yeah, shootout. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. the way you lose. But I'm like, at five, oh. at five two. When I'm at five three, I thought about betting it, and I was like, man, I don't know. And then the first, I watched the third. I watched a lot of the second period and a lot of the third period. the The first ten minutes of the third period was ragtag, awful hockey. Both teams looked exhausted, right? And then the Bruins got the goal and make it five four, and they got a jump. And their energy kicked back up and they're like, Ooh, we can do this. They pulled the goaltender. Pittsburgh was they had a power play in overtime and they still lost the game. That's hard oh. to do. Four on really? three. Yeah. <laughs> they had, it was, I, I thought, I thought Malkin completely dove with those a dive and they called the penalty. I'm like, this is a bunch of bullshit. I was like, right. this dude, I was like, come right. on, man, a right. penalty in overtime. You gotta have blood to have a penalty in overtime. True. And four on three Bruins killed it. Bruins scored Bruins won. Wow, that's even worse information. I went through the box score and I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh my. Overtime. I, I, I actually had to go back and watch and see what happened because I was, Damn I had it. to go out and I was like, when I saw the power play, I'm like, all right, they lost. I shut it off and went. <laughs> I was like, that's it. I was like, there's no way. You got a power play in overtime. It's four on three. That's dead. I mean, in overtime, you're tired. Four on three, tired legs, bang, goal in the back of the net. If, nope. if a book still has that up, you can't imagine how much the algorithm moves that when they have a power play in overtime, it like you could go from minus 200 to minus 500. Wow. It Makes sense. jumps it so much because the yeah. likelihood of them scoring a goal is in a computer. High. It's a short amount of time and it immediately jumps it. It doubles the price. I've seen it now. And I, I do the shows with the in-game live. I was doing the in-game yeah. and I was like, wait a second, hold on. They haven't scored yet. Why are you giving away the dog price so much? Um, but I love the bet on the team that ties it late like that. 
Just jump on them. Especially when they're a dog already. So you're not laying. You're just taking more plus. So So then answer me this, Mr. Book. Your Pittsburgh Penguins are on the road tonight at the Buffalo Sabres. Yep. On a back-to-back. Yep. Blowing a 5-2 lead, losing it in overtime. As I said, with a power play, they, they lose the game in overtime. How are they favored against the Sabres tonight? I'm not sure they're going to end this thing being favored. Okay. Because I took plus 110 last night. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm 4-0. I've hit my last four bets yeah. almost blindly just betting yeah. the team on the against the team on a back-to-back. But this was an automatic for me. Pittsburgh is going bad, bad. So those of you that have been with us all summer long, one of the big ways, you know, I – Talk about, I've seen pros do it. I've done it myself, is ride these streaks. Once you get to a, you pick, whether it's three games, four games in a row, you bet with the streak. Don't bet against the streak happening because if a team loses eight or nine in a row, you're broke. That's it. You can't do it. If you bet with a streak and they stop the streak, you're wrong once. Everybody's wrong. You get back and get back in the ring the next day. I mean, is it too late though? Like if you missed betting the Penguins against the Penguins in Calgary, and then they went to Edmonton, and then they went to Vancouver, and then they went to Seattle, and they've lost all those games. They come home last night. I thought that was the get-right game for them after a bad road trip, especially out west. Big, you know, they come home, everybody gets back to normal, get the kids at school. We come and we win a hockey game. They don't. Now they go to next night, and they're favored again because they're Pittsburgh and they're playing at Buffalo who's playing some pretty decent hockey on TNT tonight, by the way, there is just too much shit going on. Like this world series is taking precedence. I would love to watch this game exclusively. I'm going to have to have it on the second screen. Cause I can't miss a pitch of the baseball, mm. but favored favorite. <laughs> I mean, this is over and this is dog. You no. tell me who did what is going on? Does Pittsburgh have like a rodeo or something going on in October? No. So explain to me this schedule oh, for the no. Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay. Explain this to me. Yes. Starting on October the 22nd. Yes. The Pittsburgh Penguins schedule is they took that long road trip. Okay. At Columbus, at Edmonton, at Calgary, at Vancouver, at Seattle, home for Boston, at Buffalo. Home for Seattle, at Washington, at Toronto, at Montreal, home for Toronto, at Minnesota, at Winnipeg, at Chicago. Whew, they're getting a lot of the Western Conference teams out of the way with these with this trip. That's a between, long time. Between October 22nd and Thanksgiving. And November 20th, they play three home games. Correct. This used to happen all the time. This is crazy, right? So I would, when I was in high school, December, I might as well have slept at the Civic Arena. The Penguins play like every other night in the holidays. They start like Thanksgiving, either the Wednesday before or the Thursday or the Friday after Thanksgiving with home games. Correct. They play at home on Wednesday, the 23rd. 
Tremendous at, game to go to at Philadelphia. That's a Wednesday night before Halloween, right. before Thanksgiving. Right. Then they play at home. I'm sorry. On the road at Philadelphia, jump across the state back and then five straight home games, Toronto, Carolina, Vegas, St. Louis, Columbus between the 25th and the sixth happens every single year. And then they wow. go maybe play a game or two and then they come home. They're home for the holidays. Very rarely were they away. We, 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 we scheduled our, Meals around going to games. They're off. Did they play at home on the 22nd of December and they don't play again until the 27th? Right. They have a five day break at Christmas. That's pretty good for the players. And then you know which January 2nd, right? Um, Is it Outdoor Classic? It's Boston. Brawling against Bruins. Nice. Outdoor Classic at, yeah. In Fenway. At Fenway. Man, I'm just going to miss that. I'm going to be there till the 31st. Shoot. (laughs) I'm there till the 31st. Yeah, that's well, a that's a bummer. Then, we'll see then plans there. change. You may extend this day <laughs> if, if things happen. Pharrell's so, calling me right now. What could he possibly uh-oh. want? Pharrell's calling you right now. He's calling me right now. Yeah, he, he must think the show. He must be really wanting. He must be nervous that Pharrell that Fair is not going to edit that out. <laughs> Please edit that out. Please edit that out. Uh, okay, um, couple quick football ones. Do you believe that Daniel Snyder is actually going to sell the team? Are the commanders going to get sold today? Man, oh man, how are they going to get rid of this guy? He is, according to reports, according to the the insiders, they are saying that they are either A, looking at selling a portion of the team, or B, selling the entire team. Right? I mean, it's it's kind of crazy, right? Because everybody wants Daniel Snyder out of the NFL, but he's going to sell the team for like $2 billion. Like it's going to be worth an obscene. He's going to sell a team for an obscene amount of money. Guy like that, though, does, does the money even matter? No, he wants the power, but he's he lost the all the power. So right. if he lost Jerry Jones, and Jerry Jones is saying you got to go, and he lost Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft is saying, "Hey, you got to go." Who's protecting you from getting voted out? They maybe just told him, like, "Hey, either you vote, either you sell, or we're going to vote you out. It's up to you." You want to leave with some dignity or do you want to leave like Donald Sterling? <laughs> he may not, he may not take it. He may, he may not care. He may, say, yeah. he may say, get me out like Sterling. Go ahead. hundred percent. He, he may say, go ahead. He's going to want- fire uh, missiles on the way out. That's the point, right? If it's true that he's got that dossier, if the, I, I got dirt on all of you. You, I mean, I don't think he goes quietly. No, I think he goes out Hell with no. fireworks. I think he exposes everyone. I really do. Does anybody got, want that? Yes, ESPN wants that. <laughs> <laughs> ESPN wants. Anybody in the content space is dreaming of Jerry Jones getting exposed, that Robert Kraft getting exposed. Like NFL Live will spend, will be on for four hours straight just talking about all the dirt that Daniel Snyder just unveiled. It would be Damn. it's catnip to the media. They want well, the media they want for sure, but like yeah, the NFL offices, Goodell, all this stuff. Like nobody wants this. Oh nobody no! This. Anybody nobody who's in the business this. of football does not want to see what Daniel nobody Snyder's wants. Got. Like they I can only no imagine yeah. what like the the Roonies are doing. Oh, you're cringing. The you're just family, going, you're just like no, like, no, no, don't do it, don't do it, Daniel, don't do it. And then I mean. Look what happened to Robert Kraft. 
went to Florida to go get himself something, something and turned into a whole long of problems for the NFL, for Robert Kraft, you know? So if it's stuff like that, look out. I mean, look out. Bill's got Naheem Hines. I mean, this is a bad, I mean, this is again, McAfee was talking about this today from a Colts perspective that like, it's a bad look when you give up your best player or one of your best players at the trade deadline, but he goes to the bills. You made this point a lot. If the bills get a guy who could run the football, they could be really dangerous. This guy's a pass catcher. They didn't get a workhorse. Does this matter to you? It's a weapon. I mean, they just, just loading up the arsenal to throw in December and January. I still think they're going to need to run the ball. I still think they're going to have to figure out a way unless they just keep saying, you know, fuck it. We're going to score 40 in January at home. We've got two games. If their best running back, if they say we're going to run Josh Allen, he's our running back. We need a yard when it's it's fourth and one from the 45 yard line and we got to get a yard. Josh is getting it for us. We don't need a power slam back, a wham back. We got it. We're good. We're going to run Josh Allen. If and You can't knock it. It just means you could get him hurt. Concussion, shoulder, and get your quarterback hurt doing that. It's very possible. But if you're comfortable with that risk of a six foot five, 250 pound quarterback, okay, that's, that's the reason that's what they're doing. That's, I guess, I, I mean, and again, Running quarterbacks have got to the Super Bowl before. Oh yeah, well he's more a running quarterback. I mean, he can. No, he can throw, but I mean, like he's he's the primary option running the football. He's their primary offense. He is their offense. It is Josh Allen. No, it is. (laughs) You take Josh Allen off the Buffalo Bills, they are dead. Goodbye. Shut the lights out. Wow. Yeah. They're one injury. Buffalo is one injury from not being a contender in the AFC. Defense is pretty good. Yeah, it's okay. It's good because they're playing with leads all the time. Helps that 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 That's makes dope. defenses look much better. Yeah, than maybe they are when you're always ahead. I mean, look, getting White back for their secondary is enormous. People have totally underestimated what that guy's injury was for their run last year. Right. Jadavius White coming back to that secondary for the Bills is just huge. I'm actually surprised people haven't made a bigger deal of it because I think it's for against the the Chiefs. I said if White plays against the Chiefs, I think they beat the Chiefs. So I think him him coming back to help out with the offenses is huge from a defensive perspective for Buffalo. So we'll see what he looks like. He hasn't played football in a long time, but we'll see what he looks like when he comes back. But that's, that's big. Trade deadline was really active yesterday. We talked about it a lot, but we did the Bradley Chubb thing with Miami, right? The Dolphins are plus nine fifty still to win the AFC East, uh-huh. and Dan Orlovsky thinks they're going to win the Super Bowl. He thinks the Miami Dolphins can win the Super Bowl now. They can beat Buffalo. They can beat the Chiefs. That this is now with Bradley Chubb on that defensive line, and maybe even Jeff Wilson as well, running the football, that what the Dolphins did at the trade deadline going for it, that they, with Mike McDaniel, could win it all right now. Fair? It makes them legitimate part of the conversation. If they somehow would be able to win a division and have a home game, that'd be unbelievable. 
Okay. Um, Already lost to the Bills, so it makes it tough. But they could win their – they got the Bills coming up on the road. So, I mean, maybe. They can um, go up there and win. With a fully healthy Tua, which we saw Tua get hit the second time. How I, And again, you know, John Roy just came in and said everybody's an injury away from being bad. Yes, true. But they – they tooled up. I mean, they the, 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 Miami made the moves that says, you know, like you say, we're trying to win now. Yep. They're trying to win now. I still think that two-team parlay, two road games, I mean, if Miami can get a home game in a wild card, okay, we can win that. Then they got to go to Kansas City or go to Buffalo and then beat them and then go to the next one on the road and beat them. Are they built to win two games in the cold up north or in the Midwest or wherever we're at geographically, wherever you want to call Kansas City? It's cold in January. It ain't Not cold as cold as Miami. Buffalo, though. Buffalo's cold as hell in Kansas City in January. Can be. It also can be mild. Depends on the weather. It can be. But not always. It's not like Buffalo. Buffalo, Buffalo starts at 10, and we just see where how much farther down we go. And I like, what's the temperature? It's it's you know it's yeah, it's a frozen planet in Kansas City sometimes. Yeah. It's just, I'm looking yeah. like it's it's Empire Strikes Back type of like hot cold. Okay, that's what Buffalo is. It's just you know you need Skywalker to go and sit inside of some animal. It's really cold. Whitrock just came in and said Mike McDaniel's not a Super Bowl winning coach. Why not? Because he's a first year coach. Why not? Uh, how, how, how 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 can you make that proclamation? We don't know yet. The team loves him. Loves him. Yeah. The media loves him too, but the team loves the guy. Now, he's made some mistakes. He's learning on the job like everybody else who's a first-time head coach. But last year, we had an AFC representative with a first-year head coach or an inexperienced head coach. Right. So, And they I mean, covered I'll, the Super Bowl. Didn't win yep. it, but they covered, right? Yep. No. 23-20. Yeah. But it fell on the number, right? Some of some of the number, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I, I look, I, I don't I'm not saying Mike McDaniel can't take the Dolphins to the Super Bowl. No, I'm not gonna say that. I'm concerned about Tua in the wind, less the cold, the wind, more concerned. But look, if the weather if Mother Nature cooperates, it can I mean the Buffalo Bills, I I, I want to see Buffalo win a home playoff game in in January. With 10 degree temperatures and 40 mile per hour winds. Let's see it. I just got the chills thinking about how cold that is. Oh, yeah. I want to see it. I want not that just the like cold. That. I want to see Stefan Diggs take hits. I want to see them try to run the football. Can they do it? Because they're not built to do it. Well. I'm not. I'm more worried about my team, like Miami, doing it. JC well, from KC just came in and said, "Myself from Kansas City, I can confirm it gets cold there during the playoffs." Yes, I've been at a playoff game against the Ravens at Arrowhead, outside in the elements in January. In January, yeah. Were you bundled up? Was it cold? Oh my god, it was freezing. Wind was whipping. I was on the top. I was near the top. <laughs> I barely got. I barely got into Arrowhead. We're in like a second row. But I want to go to a playoff game. And, and someone said, hey, I got playoff tickets. You want to go to a playoff game? I was like, hell yeah. I got two of my buddies. We went down. We drive. We, we were there. We drove down from Omaha. 
froze our tails off. It was awful. Fun day, fun game. Flacco went in there. I think Flacco lit him up pretty good. Flacco beat him up pretty good. Man, how many layers? Got to layer up for that. Six, probably six or seven. From that range, like you had the the t shirt, the long sleeve t shirt, the the um, well, I guess probably four. Then the then the sweatshirt, and then the and then the winter coat. So four Damn. four good layers. Yeah, that's the worst. You need the hat and helmet. You got like the, the helmet type of hat that's going tight, over. It's got to be warm. Cover your you ears. Know. You get the get the gloves. The thing you always, I always, I always struggled with the like. If it gets really really cold, it wasn't this cold then, but like if it gets like zero cold. There's not a lot for your legs. Like oh, layers. I'm a professional with the legs. I got stuff for you. So basically all you do, well, all, all I have ever done is basically you just get like, you know, skin tight, almost like you wear like a wetsuit type of thing. Like you wear very tight right. clothing to keep your legs warm, but like, or, or jeans and then snow pants is basically what I have done in the past. Snow so pants. Yeah. For the three layers. <laughs> snow pants. People in the here have no idea what that is. My daughter has no idea what snow pants are. I no. I I am so used to walk to the bus stop in those damn things. My, my daughter tells me all the time. She's like, I want to be where it snows. I want to live in one winter. Live. I said one week. I want one week. I'm praying that Mother Nature from December 25th to December 31st. Last I hope Mother Nature give it give me everything. Give me one day of 35 degrees freezing rain and wet. wind. Oh, give yeah. me the wet, sure. nasty. Yeah. yeah. Then Slush. give me a give, give me like a monster snowstorm. And on oh, the back fantastic. end, oh. give me the dry, freezing cold 12 for sun. A 12 yep. for a high. Bright, sun. bright sunshine when you go outside. It's so bright. Everything's reflecting. It's all the all the snow. You can't see it. I give me that. And I want to look at my daughter and be like, see? And she's gonna be like. Get me on a plane back to the desert immediately. Oh, that's all you need. You need one week of that. That's perfect. Uh Yep. Get the hell out of there. Uh, All right. Um, We'll skip the matching games because you don't care about the football games tonight, right? I have zero interest. How'd the Mac games work out yesterday? uh, I I thought it was going to be over, uh, over, under. It went under, over. (laughs) So opposite. Opposite what I thought. So. But I'm back on a game tonight again, so we'll see what happens. You are Western Michigan Bowling Green. Yep, that's the oh, game no. I'm on. Are yep. you? That's a game. Yep. Oh, yeah. totals we'll about forty-eight. You going over that? Nope. Oh, all right. Is this in better or book it? Yes. Okay. Done. Fair. <laughs> Go. Continue. Moving. Omaha Steaks searing hot take of the day. So here's what our friends at Omaha Steaks are doing. They're actually continuing. The fifty percent off sale, yes. But they're calling it the friends and family sale right now. Friends, friends and family, family sale. F and F. Use, use the promo code BVB. The site is still half off for right now. Okay, until the middle of November. Then, then they'll get into their Thanksgiving offerings. But right now, they're kind of clearing out everything to get ready for the holidays because they got a okay. lot coming in. So they're going to give you guys fifty percent off everything right now at OmahaSteaks.com. Mm. You guys can go get some of the best steaks of your life. And then at the checkout, BVB gives you 30 bucks off. When I say this is really important, guys, we're not kidding. Okay. The people who are going to come on, you're going to see more sponsors come on the show over the next six to eight weeks. And this is how we're going to literally be able to keep doing this show. So we talk about our sponsors and you guys, if you love what we do, you want to keep this show going. 
buy the meat helps in tremendous ways for you guys to go ahead and do that. Send it to somebody for the holidays. Great gift. Awesome gift idea. OmahaSteaks.com. Promo code BVB at checkout to save 30 bucks. Minimum order may be required for you guys to get the 30 bucks, but mm. most of the packages are going to be, you know, I said before, 300 bucks, take half off. It's 150, take off 30 bucks. It's 120. So 300 bucks worth of food for 120 bucks. It's a pretty damn good deal. Yep. We touched on this with Scotty a little bit. Yep. Yep. I agree with Scott to a point that if you go to Philadelphia Wearing Astros gear, flaunting that you bet the Astros for millions of dollars all over the country that fans may want to take if issue. But I don't know what was said to Mattress Mac, but whatever it was said, he started dropping the FUs back to this guy. Wow, did he ever? He was mad, mad. And he, I was like, was don't be that fan. Don't be that fan. He's 70 right? years old. Like, don't what be are that you guy. Doing? Right. Like, you can taunt him. You can have fun with them. You can jeer him. You can, whatever was said to Mattress Mac, he got really mad. And I was like, that's not okay. Like, he's a 70 year old guy. Like, just have some fun with him. Like, he's not somebody who's running around. He's not Dave Portnoy running in your face, you know, talking about the, the Patriots or the, or the Red Sox or whatever. Like, he's not like that. He just seems like a really nice guy. Like he just seems like a guy who owns a furniture store and has done a bunch of promotions and hedges with it. He's 70 years old. Like at some point, like, don't you, you know, and I brought the Houston hat out just to wear, just to just say like people, it's a game. All right. Now he brings it on because he bets $10 million and tells everybody about it and goes on and he, he likes the attention. Of course. Okay. So in his point, keep walking, like let well, people talk, flip it but for a second. Right. But like flip yeah. it. So say the Astros won last night, seven, nothing. Okay. Yeah. If mattress back was running up and down the concourse of the bank, you know, laughing at Philly fans. All right. Go after him. I mean, absolutely. Like if he brings it on like that, go and do whatever you want to do. But you just won seven, nothing. You got two more games to go. The series is not over. You right. got a 70 year old guy who's just walking out. who's really frustrated and disappointed because his team lost. I mean, what's, I mean, what, what, what are you doing? Like, come on, just let the guy walk back home and leave, Like, <laughs> you know, tweet at him or something. If you want, like, don't get in his face at the ballpark. It was, that was a bad, I know it's Philadelphia and it's par for the course for Philly to be, you know, hit below the belt, but come on. Yeah, I that's why I tweeted it and um you know, I'm not endorsing it. I put my two cents on the video like just be better. Like you could go to a game, have 10 million dollars on the other side. Enjoy the game and leave. You should be able to do that. You can't. You can't even go to games anymore and like even the same team fans chirp fight spill drinks on each other throw drinks on each other like i'm getting worried that that movie rollerball back Mm -hmm. in the day was they started playing this sport where guys were getting killed and nobody would go to the games it was a tv only event are we going to get to a point in our lives where sports are tv only because going to the games is part of the joy of experience the sports. And now you see videos like this 
and you go, I don't know if I ever want to go to games. And I love going to fucking games. I don't know. I find it to be more. I like my house a lot more. Well, I am too. I mean, I would prefer if you ask me, where do I prefer to watch a game? I prefer to watch a game at my house. I like going to certain historical type things. I've never, like I would go to a Super Bowl. I've never been to a Super Bowl. I've been to Super Bowl week. Haven't been to the actual game. I would go to that. Been to a World Series game. Been to a Stanley Cup game. I've never been to an NBA Finals. I've been to an Eastern Conference Finals. Never been to an NBA Finals. I would go to those types of events. But like, I'm not actively hunting even Vegas Golden Knight tickets. Like, I love the Golden Knight games. Golden Knight games are unbelievable. Madeline and I go to at least we'll, we'll go to one this year, right? But I don't hunt tickets. Like they fall into my lap, and someone's like, "Hey, man, I got two tickets for tonight. Do you want to buy them off me?" Okay, yeah, I'll buy them off you, and I'll go. But it's not like I'm scouring the internet, looking around for games and planning, and you know, right. I'm not. I'm just not doing that. I'll just watch the game at home. Like it's it's, and this is in compared the traffic compared to going to like a Bruins game compared to the Golden Knights. It's technically this. I live the same distance from in Summerlin to T-Mobile Arena that my house in Andover, Mass is to TD Garden. Okay. It would take me approximately 45 minutes to get home going in from here, going to the game, turn around, coming back out. In Boston? No, here. Oh. Oh. Boston's two hours minimum. Minimum. To go to a game? You got there? 100%. The traffic on 93 to go down to Boston from Andover, 93, hour easy. It's a a, uh, 17-mile drive, hour easy. Then to park, good luck finding parking because that's impossible. So you got to find where you're going to park. Then you got to go and try to figure out, you know, where you're going to go and go to the game. Then on the way out, getting your car out, good luck with that. Getting back on 93 is another hour plus. I mean, it's insane. Like the, the travel time three hours, game three hours, I mean, the travel hour time to go. It's insane. It's absolutely. Or you take, okay, you take public transportation. It doesn't run all the time. You know, you, 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 you got to go ahead and go down. You, you go down, try to figure out, you know, where we are. And, you know, that's a train ride. That's 45 minutes, but it goes right to T to TD garden, which is great, but it doesn't run. Like when you want it to run, <laughs> you got to wait for wait in the cold, get in the train, it's it, it's such a different experience. And like, even here, I'm not going to games all that much comparatively. So it's a problem. I mean, going to games is something that I think sports leagues are going to have to take a look at it. A lot of it is alcohol, but I mean, it's gambling too, but that's not really the reason why. A lot of it is just bad behavior. How about the cost? Cost too. Talisman yeah. just came in and said, rising costs to go will keep people at home or at the bars. He's right. It's fair. It's fair. You can go why do you want to spend it? And watch all the games, which is the other thing that people are learning more and more about. Yes. And watch all the games and, and pay 30 bucks. You know, go have some wings, have a couple of beers, hang out with your guys. No traffic, no trouble, no nothing, no issues. It's, it's the sound of a crowd reacting in an event. Like I would have loved to have been in that ballpark last night. Oh, listen listening to the home runs be hit because when after Harper each one, <laughs> it goes one up, up. I mean, Swarver really was the one that everybody, I felt like the, the top blew off the place. Like it was just look out. Everybody was 
nuts. going crazy because it's like you just see it and you're like, whoa. And everyone knew the second he hit it, it was gone. He knew it was gone. Like it was just really fun. That is worth the price of admission. People will tell that story of being at that game for the rest of their life. Fantastic. And th- but it's the that's the problem though, that like to get into that game, five, six, eight hundred dollars a ticket to get into the game. Do you know what it is? Tomorrow night is the last game. Could be the clincher. Could be right. the two-two split decider. It's going to be intense. I'm going to say it's five thousand to get in. Standing room only. Yeah. Right now, eighteen hundred. Okay, it's cheaper than standing I thought. room only. Yeah. If you want Makes a sense. seat, it's double minimum. It's thirty-five to. 4,000, 3,500 to 4,000. I got a text last night. Hey, are you coming? And I was like, what? They said, you should be here for game five. And I was like, all right, are you nuts? Like, how am I going to justify this? I'm going to fly there. There, you know, I already got rides. I got places to stay. I won't spend a dollar other than getting in if they can't get me to ticket. The MLB network said, we can't get nobody in. All the tickets are taken. Of course. All the tickets are spoken for. And can't even give me the credential. Yeah, and media. Yeah, media, forget it. The credential is is like, you can be outside. You can come do stand-up or whatever outside. We can't get you in the building. You're going to have to find your own way in the building. I was like, oh, damn. Um, I'd love to, Um, you know. My buddy Norm is taking his his son Nate today and his brother Steve and his his brother-in-law Russ. They're going to go create a memory for the rest of their life. Hell yeah, man. Do it's it awesome. Up. Do it Do up. It up. And, and they got the tickets, you know, from the team. It's and I mean, they're sitting in a 400 level. Nice. They were 200 apiece. Not bad. Something like that. That's, That's fair. Expensive. It's expensive, but it's not. I mean, yeah, it, but it's, it's the it's, World it, Series. Yeah, it's 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 the same thing. Like I I feel like this is. I don't know. My philosophy as being a parent in a lot of ways is like experiential stuff with your kids is worth the money. Like it's just, it, I know it, it may hurt for a little bit, but if you can sacrifice here, move something over, cancel something there right. yeah. to have that moment, to have that experience. As you, long was, as they're old enough to like, remember it, it's, it's, we yeah. find as parents, like we tried to do so much when the kids were between five and 10. Yeah. Like, and I ask them when they're teenagers now, do you remember this? No. Really? Me and mama, we saved for four months to take them to here and try to do this and try to do that. Yeah. And it was like, you don't even remember it? Like, they only remember it through the pictures. They don't have no real, because they we did so the, much. Somewhere in their heads they do, though. Like, they yeah. do remember it. They do remember it. It's just they don't have like a vivid memory of it, but they have a feeling. They have a, they have a memory. They know what happened. They don't know the sacrifices you guys made. They don't know the monetary value of anything at 8, 9, 10, 11 years old. They just know that you guys took them to what they wanted to go ahead and do. So, like, I, I agree, though, on, on certain trips and certain things, like, kids don't really understand the whole how difficult it is to do a lot of things. But, <laughs> no. like, like, I'm telling you right now, on, on, on the 15th of... November. We're on the air, right? Yeah. So on the yeah. 15th of November, supposedly the Taylor Swift ticket sale goes on sale at 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to be on the show buying tickets. I'm just say that right now. <laughs> I will be I will be trying to buy tickets while we're doing the show on the 15th. Maybe, we'll, maybe we'll move the show to the earlier. 
get it done. Or go or later. Or, or, or push it back. In or MLB push it back. Depending on what the, we might have yeah. to have the brigade vote. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, I will, I, I'm willing to, I'm going to try. Day to week is that? Tuesday. Tuesday the 15th, trying to figure out a way of getting that. Uh, of getting Remember, we moved that one Tuesday to the morning. We did it. We did it seven o'clock our time. Mm. We were done by nine. So we'll see. You know, we'll see. All right. Uh, okay. It looks like we, we could hang on to the to the friend, our, our sports grade friends for a while. Yeah. Uh, props.com story of the day. Little, little uh, let's get into some basketball betting for tonight for prop betting tonight. Um, good NBA slate tonight. I'll just grab one of these. Uh, the one I like the best was this one. Okay. Drew holiday over seven and a half assists is even money. So averaging 8.3 assists, 15. This is the new stat, Dave, that I find really interesting. What? There are sites that are doing who are charting players, potential assists. What? So here's the, here's the thought, right? Come on. You pass the basketball to a player, he shoots, oh, but misses the shot. So you had a potential for an assist to be done. I'm getting, we're getting too much shit. This is, I mean, seriously, like seriously. I, I like it. I think it's interesting. So oh Holiday's averaging 15 potential assists per year right now in the NBA. 15 potential assists per game for the year. Per game. Sorry, per game. So excuse me, yeah, per game. So that's third in the NBA for potential assists. Guys got to shoot better. Guys got to shoot better. But eventually, don't we think the points will come? He's posted eight or more assists, excuse me, in four of the six games this year. Even money going over seven and a half against the Pistons for the Bucks tonight. You like it? What's the number seven and a half? Yes, even money. Bucks are at what's home. Averaging? The Pistons. What's the average of seven? This is another one of these things, these two two games in a row. Two, they stayed in Milwaukee. Uh in the in the first game of this, not that it matters, but Bucks are five and zero. Oh, Pistons are zero oh and four. Right. Uh, Pistons covered see. the first Holiday, game. Holiday got f- um, assists. Six. He got ten in the first. Oh. Game. Yeah, okay. Ten. And in what's the, the juice? Game. Even money. Over. Yes. Oh, I would bet that. That'll probably Even be point. favored by game time, though. No? It's plus 102 at the moment. It's at, uh, you can shop around, but. Is everybody playing? Everyone I know of. Giannis and everybody playing? Yep. I mean, uh, it's plus money. I bet it over. Yep. There you go. All right. Better to book a time. Let's roll through plays for tonight. We already talked about Buffalo and Pittsburgh. I got plus 110 last night. How do you feel about the Buffalo Sabres at home? Against your Pittsburgh Penguins on a back-to-back. Let's bet this, and hopefully we put the Maloik on, and the Penguins will win a game. But they probably won't. <laughs> they probably won't. It's five in a row, right? Five losses in a row. Yes. Yes, that's that's. And Buffalo's they playing could, a lot better. They could go bad, bad. Oh, they'll be fine. They'll relax. I don't want to go bad, bad. This whole—I mean, everybody's old. This is one of those things where, I mean, the Penguins, I hope, don't end this run with all these guys like the Blackhawks run ended. 
Like they got super bad. I mean, they lost to Seattle three to one on Saturday. They've got Buffalo tonight and Seattle at home on Saturday. Then Washington, Toronto, Montreal. How many of the next five games do they win? Give me four of the next five are on the road. Right. So after Buffalo, they go where? Where? Home for Seattle and then three gamer at Washington, Toronto, and Montreal. They better win two of those three road games. They have to win a home game against Seattle. They're going to be like 350 favorites. <laughs> right? I mean, they're going to be absurd favorites. $3, something like that. Yep. Who in the hell is going to bet Seattle? And their people might bet it because they won last week, you know, at home. The Penguins were minus 200 there. So it's going to be at least two, 280 $3. Um, I said they win three of five there. Probably loses, lose this game. Over in this hockey game? Six and a half over. Got to be Probably. Over. Probably. I mean, after giving up six last night to the Boston Bruins, probably. Mm. Yeah, this is, this is probably going to be an be an over game. A lot of these, right. I mean, hockey totals are <laughs> things are flying at the moment for that. I'm going under 48 Western Michigan and Bowling Green. You're on your own for that. You're going under in a Mac game. Well, look, here's the reasoning. Three Tell of the last, uh, two of the last three have gone under here for Bowling Green. 48 okay. is one of the lower one, but 45 was the total against Miami of Ohio and the game went way under. Okay. So they've gone under a number this low so far this year and they've got a Western Michigan team. This is much like yesterday. I had two bad defenses and I bet the offenses to do stuff. Final score was okay. 27, 20, 62, never came close to it. I got two bad defenses again with two bad offenses. Going now to the other way. I'm going to bet the under because four of the last five games involving oh. Western Michigan have gone under. They don't score at all. Yeah, they scored 16, 14, and 23 points the last three games. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm booking this. This has the yeah. makings of going over when everything points to it going under. Supposed to go under. And well, I mean, is, but, but when Bowling Green has gone over, I mean, they are an over team. Yeah, but you just, I mean, the offense is bad. Yeah. Defense is bad. All bad, bad. Bowling Green scored 34 points their last game against Central Michigan. The game went over. In their last game, uh, this is going over. I don't. I don't like this. This is. That's everything points to dead under. It's supposed to be Good. under, <laughs> and you just you, you go and you bet a MAC game under, and then you're aggravated in the third quarter when there's one score away from going over, and you're like, "What the hell was I thinking?" That's what I was last night. Last night was seventeen seventeen at halftime, and I'm like, "Uh oh." <laughs> I was like, "I'm." I was like, "That's not what I needed out of the first half. It's going to be a sweat to the end. And it never got close. It could have gone to overtime. Could have been twenty-seven, twenty-seven going to overtime, and then maybe would have gotten there. But nope, didn't hit. Uh, right. And finally, Philly, Houston, game four over seven minus one. Bet it tonight. Bet it. We're getting a couple more home runs tonight. Um, I think the Astros just, just came in and said, "Who's hitting a home run tonight, Matt?" Well, can I called Harper last night? So yes, I got that. that was I got the plus. Four, I got the plus four fifty. I called Harper. First swing. Last night. See ya. <laughs> uh, and but JT Real Muto did not get the hit, and the game stayed under. So the same game parlay missed on two of the four. So right. we didn't. We didn't get that. Uh, I think you could get a home run in McCormick tonight. I think you're going to see the Astros. I think the Astros are scoring five runs tonight. Somebody on the Astros is hitting a home run tonight. Yeah. 
I, I think five runs. I think I had the Astros slated for five. My question is how many runs do the Phillies get? I lean towards the Astros winning this game, but I think this is the game that they get. I think Nola, Nola hasn't been right. And I saw the stat last night that Nola on four days rest is not that good this year. So five days rest is a better, he's much, much better with one extra day. I'm, I'm surprised. Like when they won that game last night, I thought I was going to wake up today with Syndergaard being listed and going, but they're trying to win a series. Yeah. Like putting Nola today. Oh yeah. They're trying to win the series without going back to Houston, but he got hit hard in game one. And so it's like, I know, mm. I know, I know. So I know. do you agree with this point? This point got made by John Smoltz. John Smoltz said it's easier for a pitcher to make adjustments than hitters to make of adjustments. So if a lineup's getting dominated by a pitcher, it's difficult, more difficult for a lineup to make the adjustment than if a pitcher is getting hit hard by a lineup, the pitcher makes the adjustment. 100%. 100%. I mean, most more about pitching than you and I do, but yes, I mean, I agree with that point. I think that there's something a lot of truth to that. I mean, with that said, Astro is still scoring five runs tonight. Yeah. Ah. Uh... I mean, I like the game over. Somebody's hitting a home run tonight. Nola's there's just there's a moment in the game, whatever. He's there's pitches are flat and somebody's hitting it over the fence. There's there's just no doubt in my mind. Um, whether it's Tucker again, whether it's um geez, it might be Altuve. Like Altuve yeah, seems over so much better. Over three and a half runs for the Astros today, team total. I like the over in that a lot. <sighs> yeah, it was funny. Dubsy went on social media yesterday. He hosted the the morning show on, and he went on and put the Phillies team total over three and a half as his play yesterday. Right. Okay. And I, I was teasing him. By the time I got on with him, it was already over. And I was like, Dubsy, this is pretty good for not being a baseball guy. You nailed this one. Oh, yeah. I said, make sure you text me in the morning what, you, what the play is if you're doing another team total over. He hasn't texted me yet. Um. First five over? Uh-uh. Not tonight? No, I don't know. It's just, I, I just, I always feel like when I'm playing team totals and it's like first five team total over is like what? Two and a half for the Astros? Uh, Let's see. Let's see. If, the if the game's what? Three and a half? It's probably two and a half or two. Three and a half is the total runs. Right. For this game. Um, That's probably two. I'd make it two. I mean, if they give you one and a half with over minus 150, what's the purpose? Move the damn number. Just make it two. Interesting. Yeah. But the game, the the game, first five over is what? Three and a half over juice? First five. First five. First three and a half over juice. Yeah. Yeah, There's no, I can't, I can't, Vandalism doesn't have team total first five, but they have overall first five over three and a half total. It's such a different game because the, the Phillies have to get to the starters. They know they have to get to the starters. They have to see pitches. It was such a different approach yesterday. Um, in the first inning, um, Altuve swung at the first pitch. Pena swung at the first pitch. You knew they sent Alvarez to the plate and said, take one at least. He took one strike, swung a foul ball, and then got out. I mean, it was five-pitch first inning, and I was like, uh-oh. Like, I understand being aggressive, but that was not a good first inning. That helped Alvar- or that helped Suarez get settled in. 
100%. I think tonight, I think tonight the Astros will make him pitch a little deeper in at bats. Like this is how you combat when you have a bad night. You make the pitcher work more. You look, you hit with two strikes. The Astros can do it with, with anybody. So that's why I like the over. Ah, oh, man. Give me the guy that hits the home run for the Astros. People want to know. I just told you McCormick. McCormick. What's yeah. his odds to hit a home run tonight? Oh, Damn. I, I got a few. 850? Uh, let's see. Batter 10 to 1? To, to hit a home run. Is it first home run? To hit first home run. Wow. You, you meant first home run? To hit a home run, Chaz McCormick is plus 630. Man, that ain't high enough. That should be higher. I mean, you're I mean, calling you got, your shot. Chas McCormick's going to get hit home making, run. You should you're get making 10 to me one. call my shot. Hold on, wait. You're, just for the record, yesterday I called the shot because I said no, Harper's no, no. going deep. I know. Right. I thought Harper was going deep, and he did in the first at bat. Yeah. You're making me make a call. I, I, don't, I don't have the same feeling as I did yesterday. I'm oh, just saying. Well, if I had The boys well, in the chat are saying McCormick's 9 to 1, wherever they're not. Looking. Not at FanDuel. FanDuel is it's plus 630 for Chas McCormick. Damn. I like the way the kid swung the kid swung the bat well last night. Yeah. No he was doubt. he was making solid contact. He was hitting the ball well last night. I'll look at I'll look at his numbers against Nola for, for, for going deep, but um yeah, I I he's a guy who's you know, he only has 28 career home runs, but he's only played two years, only his second year in the bigs, so Mr. C says Nola's worst splits are at home on four days rest, four days rest against right-handed pitcher in high leverage situations. Oh my! Fair. Oh yeah, it is. Nola's. I told you Nola's numbers are not good for tonight. This is why I like the over. Team total Houston over game over. I think Houston wins the game. Game's going over. Houston team total is going over because the Phillies are scoring. Phillies are scoring. Flat out. Right. Just going. right. They're, they're, okay. They're scoring. All right. Sports grid. Thank you very much. We appreciate Peace you out. guys. We'll be back coming up tomorrow here on another episode of BVB for YouTube and Twitter. We'll do best things about today right now. Let's wrap the show. Best thing about today is what? Did you go outside yet today? Uh, in the morning, it looks a lot nicer than it was this morning. Cause it looked nasty this morning. It was nasty as hell this morning. And, um, like winter is here as far as winter, as far as Vegas goes. Like it was, it was <laughs> our not winter, really. our winter, but yeah. it was cold. Like the high today is like 60 and, and it was gross and wind and all this other shit. I don't know what was happening, but, um, so like that smell in the air and that stuff, like that's one thing that's like, hello, we're it's officially football weather. It felt like we we're yeah. October baseball. I was feeling it a little bit. This morning, but the other thing, the best thing about today is that, you know, last night I told you the kids were watching the game downstairs. Kelsey gets sick and we got to take her to the hospital. Best thing about today is that Kelsey middle consig is feeling a little better. And I just got the text. She's fine. So like I can stop worrying again when the kids get sick, there's nothing worse. I absolutely as a grown man, as a father of three, one of the worst things for me is when the kids are sick. It upsets my whole day. It upsets everything going on. And then I ask too many questions like, what's wrong? How do you feel? How do this? How do that? Because I just want to take all the pain away. So 
best thing about today is that she's just going to be okay. She's on the uh, antibiotics, whatever the hell's going on. After the show, I'm going to drink some hot tea myself because I got a little tickle in my throat. The last Uh-oh. thing I need is to get any of this shit that's going on on the other side of this wall. I don't want any of that. Hard not so, to. You live in the same house. We all learned that during COVID. Damn it. We all, we're all germ experts now as to how germs are transmitted after what we all went through for the last two years. Uh, for me, look, there are days where as sports fans, I think we have to kind of like sit back and, res- and be thankful for what we get. And today, I mean, we have college football, NBA basketball, NHL hockey, World Series action, all on the same damn day. And there's good games. There's good, like we have probably Buffalo Pittsburgh's interesting game now on TNT. You can watch that game on national TV. You have ESPN covering Maxion tonight with a Wednesday night football game. You've got Fox covering. These games are not like hard to find. They're all really easily find findable. Mm -hmm. They're right there in front of us. So like to take a second, it's the time to be thankful. I get it. It's, you know, November. We're getting close to Thanksgiving. Right. But I was looking at it last night and I was like, man, for a Wednesday night, Tomorrow night's going to be pretty damn good. Like this is real, this is fun. This is, uh, I mean, this is when it really is fun. I mean, it's fun to bet on these games, obviously, but I think it's just, as a sports fan, I think it's just more fun to be able to look at the schedule and be like, man, you know what? There's a lot going on tonight for a Wednesday in the middle of November. We don't have to, you know, beginning of November. So, you know, what I want to appreciate tomorrow. that on top of that. We get the well, the World Series clinching game tomorrow. There's college college football tomorrow. There's Thursday night football tomorrow with a halfway decent game on Thursday night football. Uh, and then we've got hockey and NBA basketball. Tomorrow, so tomorrow is any, that, but the, what do you call it? The uh, sports the equinox um, thing. Yeah. Tomorrow night, we're back. Yeah. We're back. On is that. it fate that the Eagles are playing tomorrow on the road on a Thursday night on the night that if the Phillies win tonight, they could clinch the world series in Philadelphia. The Eagles kick the Texans ass and fly home to join the celebration going on. If the Phillies would well, actually, that is a parlay I would make. Are Eagles. you nuts? Like, could this actually happen? Eagles Phillies. And they both beat the team from Houston on the same night. What are the chances of that? Well, it's we've seen it with the Red Sox and the we've seen it. The Patriots have done it. We've seen it. It's happened before. I've seen it before. We're seeing championships up against. It's almost stars aligning, and you just gotta sit back and go. I don't even need to worry about this. I'm not handicapping it. It's a score. It's just it's a fate thing. Eagles are gonna win and cover. Lay the 13 points. Eagles winning cover. <laughs> World Series money line victory. Take the Phillies. I'm not even hedging. I, I get the plus 160. I have plus 116, plus 110. I'm not even, I'm not doing anything else. I think the Phillies are winning at all. I think I'm not sure we go back. I'll say this. If they win tonight, they are not losing tomorrow. Like the bullshit. Sharp, sharp, sharpie it. They're not winning tomorrow. They're not losing tomorrow. They win tonight. This is the game. Houston better win tonight because they're sure as shit not win tomorrow night. No freaking way. Seen it too many times. Houston wins tonight. They're still not winning tomorrow. Oh, they can win tomorrow. 100%. 100%. Houston wins tonight. They can win the next two games. This is a, this is a, this is the series in my mind in terms of Phillies can win it all in Pittsburgh. Uh, sorry, in, in Houston, they can win it all. But if it's three, one and they got a game five at home tomorrow night, you're not winning that game. Houston's not winning that game. You know, Houston's going to be favorite tomorrow, right? 
their favorite tonight, their favorite last night, their favorite always. Oh, okay. That's great. Bookmakers have been dead wrong about this. This is looking at your numbers and not looking at what actually is going on in that ballpark. They haven't lost a game yet there. They will win every home game. If they win tonight, they will run the table, win every game at home, and win the World Series. Verlander, Syndergaard are the probables for tomorrow right now. Okay. Verlander's been bad in the World Series. My my gut tells me that if, if it's a chance to clinch, fireworks. They launch Verlander. <laughs> It's going to be incredible. They hit him. They hit him off the mound in four innings. Uh, I swear. It's fun. I was on a phone with newbie last night. Um, I couldn't really talk, but because I was dealing with Kels and stuff, but like he's running around his house by himself singing that song. And this is not even a baseball guy. Rip off. Like the whole place is so caught up in it. It's so much fun. It is, but you're ripping it. It, it, it. I wish I just, I want to enjoy it for them. I want to be happy for them. I'm happy for the Phillies all the way until a Philadelphia fan says <laughs> dancing on my own. And then I want to tell you to the fuck up because it, 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 it ruins the entire thing for me. It's, it's just, I hate it. I want them to do something else because otherwise I'd be totally in, in, like on board because I love the Phillies. I love this team. I love Harper. I love what it's he's doing. Watch. They're yeah. a fun fucking baseball team, man. They're yeah. awesome. With the wrong song, it totally like it just ruins it for me. It's awful. It's a trying to get church. Bryson, trying to get Bryson to come on the show. Right now, we can't because Bryce, he's so busy. Clearly. But like, and have Bryson come on and talk about knock on wood, getting caught up and winning a World Series, being a Vegas kid. I can't wait. His story. I didn't know his full story last night. I didn't realize he had been sent down. Halfway through, halfway through the year. And then he came around, he came back up and did what he has done. That's, that's a hell of a year, man. It's incredible. You saw, man. You're double A, you're playing in double A and then you're playing in winter ball in Arizona. Then you play in the world. You, you know, you make the open day roster, you struggle out of the gates, you get sent down, you see the show, get sent back down to double A, triple A. And you're like, Oh man, I'm in the minors. You go back up and you win the world series. That's a story. His mindset was right the whole time. He, his great. mindset was right. He's like, I wasn't ready. I mean, you know, whatever. Like it just, like I talked to his brother. He's like, man, he's struggling, but he's, he's good. Okay. And then he came up and filled a spot. He's playing shortstop for the team. that's playing in a world series. And we're just when with this. Out. If the Phillies do win the world series. Yep. Does Vegas do something for those two for Harper and stop? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to yeah. be there. I'll tell you that right now. We're going to know. You got to. I mean, Vegas. We should do something for them. I mean, there has, there has to be some type of celebration oh. for those two. You have two Vegas products on a world championship team. Tomorrow, we'll talk about the Vegas A's coming here. By the way, that's going to happen. Would you get a memo? What are you talking about? That's going to happen. Manfred said it's a the, the the Oakland A's thing is dead. Oakland's going to lose the A's. It's 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 just we'll talk about it tomorrow. It's uh, a mess. I got to get all but, the Oakland gear I can get in the next couple of months because it's going to be a relic. Yeah, Manfred Manfred said it said it to said it to Russo on on his XM show that like yeah they're not they're at an impasse in Oakland and. All eyes are now being shifted to another market where the A's will play in the future. 
which i.e. Vegas, <laughs> which okay. Good luck I'll here, but I'll go. I'll watch the Red Sox play here for sure, but oh boy, this town will be interesting. All right. He's Dave. I'm Matt. We're back tomorrow for a very Thanks busy for- Thursday. We'll be on time tomorrow. We'll be on time tomorrow. Maybe. I hope. Beefy.